Seth. What? Eight times eight fell on the floor. Picked it up. 64! And it was 64. Boom, boom, boom. Why don't you have that sound effect? Um, I think I do. No, I don't. It happens at the end of the 10 second sounder. Right? Oh, There's does a bunch it? of horns. Yeah, here. Let me see if I can get it. Um, Go! We have to wait a little bit now. <laughs> <laughs> give, it just a, give it just a moment. Wow, 10 seconds is a long time if you just sit there in silence. It's a long time for doing nothing. It is our Octo Octo Versary Versary. If you didn't already have that title down, a long time doing nothing would be exactly what what this podcast is. (laughs) Maybe it'll be Octo Octo Versary Versary, a.k.a. a long time doing nothing. (laughs) Exactly. Um, For those of you who are confused, which is probably all of you, this is episode 64 of the SoCo Show. (laughs) Hold on, wait for that one again. No. Um, this is the co-host, Cody Michael. I'm joined as always by the Soho Seth Ott. Hey. And, uh, if you don't know, we've been celebrating for no reason at all, uh, every eighth episode. I, do you not remember why? Um, it was just, you picked it. You picked an arbitrary yeah, number. Yeah. Cause you said like, you were saying like, it's been a month, uh, or a couple weeks or something. I think it might've been a month. Our first I think month. I wanted to celebrate our fifth show. And you said that's not even that many shows. Something like eight would like be more. Two, I said like two months, like doing it for like two months would be. Yeah. You know. And uh, we did, we did make it to our first Octoversary, and, and here we are, seven Octoversaries later, on episode sixty-four. This is an Octoversary okay. of Octoversaries. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, you caught me off with the math a little bit there, because I was like, dude, it's sixty-four. We already said eight times eight. You said seven Octoversaries later. I thought you meant like this is the seventh one. Okay, no, I'll, I'll stop with the numbers. That's my, that's, <laughs> that's my fault. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have done that. It's outside work hours. I know you got the brain turned on. I was told there would be no math. <laughs> Our eighth Octoversary. It's but yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. We. Uh, this would be a very logical stopping point for the show. <laughs> We're going to keep going. Don't worry. No, this is the last uh, one. Goodbye, everybody. But that just occurred to me. That, dun, like, dun, dun. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, but that theme song does remind me of our Mambo number no. 5 coming up later today. Ooh, a little so foreshadowing. Make there sure you go. Folks, uh, make sure folks stick around for that. We got a, a, a packed show, as we always do. Lots of big news um, lots of nice. really good topics this week. Of course, we'll talk a little bit of football. Um, really heavy on the movies this week. We'll have a couple reviews, one of which I'm interested to get into with you. I think we're going to disagree a little bit on the, uh, well, actually on both of the movies that we're going to review um, coming up. And then uh, also a double TV corner. And uh, of course, um, in NFL news, we're going to pick uh, tomorrow's game, or sorry, last night's game today. <laughs> so a uh, lot of fun stuff. And don't forget, as always, we're coming at you with our one word summaries as well. So don't forget to hit the description box and uh, check out all the links and the different timestamps so you can skip ahead or skip back to any of the topics that you want to hear. Um, or maybe if there's something that you don't want to hear, you can pass over it. So again, check the description box for all of the info about today's show, um, including, the, of course, the links to those one word summaries. I know you're going to want to check out. So let's jump into the show and we're going to start as we always do with Chic Tweets. I call you a punk. It's a very music heavy week for the Iron Sheik. He had a couple of music tweets. Um, the first one 
was today popular music not in in same class as the Usher or even the Rob Thomas. These jabronis need to make better music or take a fucking walk. <laughs> so Usher, Usher and this Rob is Thomas. new, right? Uh, yeah, he, he's Usher, only mentioned did. Rob Thomas before. We didn't know. Uh, we didn't know Sheik was an Usher fan. I myself am an Usher fan. It's true, Usher. So uh, glad to hear. Uh, yeah, glad to hear Sheiky Baby is a big fan of Usher Baby. He's, he's also a fan of another famous artist, as, oh, as displayed in this tweet. Respect my Iranian brother, the Freddie Mercury forever. Bohemian Rhapsody, the Rob Thomas class forever. <laughs> so Freddie Mercury is in Rob Thomas class. Is yeah, what the Iron Sheik is saying. Duh. That's high praise from the Sheik. Um, I hope that, uh, well, Freddie Mercury is long gone, but I hope his family is excited so that he's been compared to the great, great lead singer of Matchbox 20 <laughs> and solo artist, Rob Thomas. Does um, he do, the, Rob Thomas is the, uh, is he the paved paradise, put of a park in that one? I think so. Yeah. It, with like uh, Santana. I think is on that song well, too. And I don't I don't think on that one. I think they have a song together. Oh, it's the um I think the paved paradise is just Rob Thomas. Yeah, you're right, you're right. The one um is that that's the song. Yeah. Smooth? I think I think if we put together our two uh our two ways of <laughs> expressing that song, it turns into one completely incoherent song. Yeah. Uh it's total babble. It sounds like we farted out of our mouths. <laughs> Um, but we know, we know, you and I title. know the song that we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's called Smooth. I think it's Smooth, yeah. Yeah, now that we talk. So, uh, yeah, deep, digging deep into our Rob Thomas discography, uh, <laughs> thanks to our chic tweets. I call you a punk. Don't forget, folks, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. You're going to go out there and get your first 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free! I, uh, rather than recommend anything to all of you, I'm going to ask, ask our listeners for some recommendations. I have a very long road trip ahead of me. Um, <laughs> in a few weeks, I'm going to spend about 30 hours on the road. Um, it, when I make my, uh, make my journey, my pilgrimage out to Oregon. So, uh, what I need from you, SoCo listeners, uh, what are some of your favorite audiobooks um, or some of your favorite books in general, uh, that I can download for my long trip? I need, I got some time to fill. And I don't like being alone, so I'm gonna need some shit to occupy my brain while I'm uh, while I'm on the road. Uh, I bet there's probably a good Rob Thomas autobiography on there, which he reads himself. Maybe I'll just listen to the entire Rob Thomas discography like a few times. Yeah. Okay. Well, in lieu of that, uh, make sure that you folks are hitting me with your uh, your auto audiobook recommendations so that I can go out to. Audible. I've already got a subscription, but if you are a new subscriber, make sure you're hitting the link in the description box, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Again, it's your first 30 days and your first book for free. Free indeed. Let's jump into the news. We got some big stuff to talk about in video games. Video games. This is exciting. We've heard, we've heard, we've been hearing kind of rumors about the next gen mm-hmm. of consoles for a while now. There was a little bit of a hubbub that we might be here, starting to hear some stuff around E3. Mm-hmm. Um, but now the news has officially dropped. PlayStation is the first to, uh, to announce that they're in the works. Uh, they're working on the next generation, the PlayStation 5, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's probably what they'll call it. Probably. Is uh, in the works. What are you hearing for uh, for potential time for a release? Any anything beyond just the fact that they're working on it? No, nothing, and nothing on that. And actually, I think I do think Xbox has said they are working on something. Um, and and Nintendo just announced recently too they're going to be working on a 
not a, a new not a new switch entirely but a new version of the switch so mm-hmm. there's still some stuff in production but yeah the playstation has kind of been coy about this recently where people have asked them or people have kind of leaked things about it and they said no no nothing yet so now this is completely official and i, I would assume that it's probably been work been have been worked on for a while now so maybe e3 this year but they skip they're skipping the uh their usual PlayStation experience thing they do every year this year mm. in December. So maybe then, maybe they, they skip E3, again, focus on games and stuff, and then that one next December, they officially announce it. I could do something like that. Pretty exciting stuff. One of the things I am hearing around this new PlayStation 5 is that it it could potentially be entirely cloud-based, hmm. which is something that we t- I talked about on a, on a, a much older show um, the potential of moving away from disks mm-hmm. and toward entirely cloud-based, uh, you know, uh, ownership of games. I've been a big proponent of it. Mm-hmm. You're still a fan of the disks. Mm-hmm. Do you think this next generation is it? Is it time? Do you think in the next generation to go to cloud-based? Selfishly, no, because uh, <laughs> I want to still be able to trade in the games and get get uh, get money for it. Because you know how how the uh, companies are; they're not going to lower their prices because they don't have to use disks. So, right. So selfishly, no. I. I Again, I don't think it really matters one way or another for personally. And especially if they're going to be doing like 8K games and stuff like that um, or try and increase the graphics on, on that type of stuff, it I think it's going to be... I think having a disc is going to be beneficial for that um, just in terms of processing and all that and storage. But because they're going to have to have crazy amounts of storage on the new consoles mm-hmm. for that type of stuff. So, um, and, and for me, I mean, with with doing the whole 4k thing i you know there is a difference between the 4k blu-ray disc and the 4k streaming yeah it's really tough to get full 4k streaming right Mm -hmm. now um definitely easier with a hard copy Mm -hmm. you know you're a big fan of the 4k blu-rays for movies as well um but yeah i I think i think in the in the couple years that this is probably going to take to actually be released Mm -hmm. i think we'll start to get into the realm where 4k streaming is maybe a little better um, I, I'm a, I, I, ho- I'm hopeful that this is where we go from here. Um, I, I, I've been, I haven't bought a disc in years. Um, and I, I just think it's time. Um, and you know, I, I do agree with you. They're going to have to have a shitload of storage. We just mm-hmm. heard, I just heard recently Red Dead Redemption 2 that's coming out mm-hmm. is going to be over a hundred gigs of Jesus. memory that's going to have to be installed. Even if you did buy a disc, <laughs> you're, you're still going to have to have a hundred yeah. gigabyte installation. So games are getting huge, especially with the resolution and the size of some mm-hmm. of these bitches. Um, so yeah, the, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe the discs are still necessary to kind of, um, decrease the amount of, um, of storage space that's actually mm-hmm. needed on the console itself. But I think to the extent that they can, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of being, um, of being, uh, you know, streaming only. Uh, the other thing that comes into play here is, uh, even if it is cloud-based, will it still have a disc drive? for dvds or blu-rays right. etc that's another big you know when you talk about the playstation or the xbox as the the home entertainment center of your house mm-hmm. um i i do still think that they're may i could see a disc drive more for those things than for games at this point don't you think i mean i, I don't see why they can't have both just to mm-hmm. begin with you know it's having discs and and having the ability i mean you have that ability now so um i don't really see why having a disc drive is an issue mm-hmm yeah, it's going to be interesting um, to keep an eye on this. Now, this is super fresh news. Nothing really mm-hmm. has come out in detail. So we're going to definitely keep an eye on this as it develops. But let us know uh, Let us know on the tweets at underscore Cody Michael, at Seth O'Otter, at Soko Show Pod. Um, what are, what's on your wish list for the next PlayStation? 
Uh, I know one thing that I would like to see is more games getting back to split screen. It's been pretty difficult to do with um, <laughs> with the resolution the way it is now. It's really tough to do split screen. Um, sure. So hopefully the power is there on the next console to get back to some of that because um, they've really gotten away from it in a lot of games. And, and couch co-op is, is a fun, classic way to play video games that yeah. has, has kind of gone away. So um, that would be on my wish list. So let us know uh, Let us know on the tweets uh, what's on your wish list. And, uh, and again, we'll continue to cover this PlayStation news as it develops. Uh, one other piece of PlayStation news that has come out this last week, apparently, and I didn't know this was a thing, mm-hmm. you've never been able to change your gamertag on PlayStation before? Yeah, that's been, that's been on people's, Sony people's uh, wish list for a long time. Um, people wanted to change. I think Jared had actually a pretty funny one. He had a funny tweet about it. I'll pull that up real quick. Speaking, of course, about... At Jared Buckendall. Um, by the way, you can. Uh, Jared is actually doing a new uh, version of his reviews on there uh, that are like express reviews. Mm-hmm. They're they're quicker. They come out sooner, um, and they give kind of the general idea before he posts a full review. So make sure you're checking out the YouTube page at Jared Buckendall uh, to see those and all the other uh, cool new stuff that Jared's working on. But what, what's he tweeting about these PlayStation names? He said PSN name changes confirmed. Question mark exclamation point. Goodbye, Long Dong Silver sixty nine sixty nine. You know there probably are a lot of I. I myself, I do have a PlayStation gamer tag. Yeah. And it is very unfortunate. And I'm not. You should definitely say it. I don't feel good about it. I'll <laughs> I'll say it, but know that know that this. I I had I came up with this name in college. Last year. No, it was in college when I thought no one was ever going to see it. I I only did it so that I could buy Ratchet and Clank, and I never thought anyone would see it. I never thought I would ever play a multiplayer game, and I really haven't. Um, but I didn't know you couldn't change it. So my play. <laughs> My PlayStation gamer tag is Cervix Buster, <laughs> which is horribly gross, and I hate it. I hate that that's something I thought was funny, and um, now this podcast is going to be evidence when someone tries to tell me I can't be on the Supreme Court um, <laughs> later in my life. They're going to go back to this and say, that hey, Cody. Cervix Buster, he can't be on the... Well, I guess... Never mind. Let's not get into the Supreme Court. Oh, uh, do it. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that would actually disqualify me, exactly. but I would hope it I would hope it would. Yeah. Um no. anyway, back to this PlayStation thing. What's what's your gamer tag, Seth? Chef five five six four. And I'll so probably goes, keep that. That goes back to your high school nickname. Yep. You're gonna keep it, you're not gonna change it. Yeah, I don't really have a need to change it. I heard Long Don Silver sixty nine sixty nine was open. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I re- I w- really wanted to be that, but it wanted me to be Long Dong Silver sixty nine sixty nine one, so I I didn't uh, want to do it. Yeah, that doesn't really land. Yeah. The same when you get to put the one at the end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're, a, do we know when this is? Is it already happening? You can change your name. Or is um, it soon? They're rolling it out to certain people. I feel like I'll be one of them because I, I'm on their beta list and I'm always notified pretty, pretty quickly. You are a master so, beta. So I'll let, I'll let you know if I can change it. Um, but uh, they said by early next year it should be out to everyone. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, now coming soon, uh, you're gonna be able to change your PlayStation username so let us know uh, let us know on the tweets what's your current username especially if it's an embarrassing one that you're going to want to change um or if you just want to become friends with seth on playstation and get uh if, if you get a play him in madden it'll be free wins so uh hook him up on there and uh i you know i don't have a playstation so i can't find well, you but if you're playing if you're playing me in madden it's definitely going to be a free win because i don't own it so <laughs> Yeah, hit us up on Twitter with your uh, gamer tags for PlayStation. You've always been able to change them for Xbox, but I think it costs a few bucks. Yeah, I remember because I had an Xbox for a decent mm-hmm. decent amount of time, and I changed it once, or I wanted to change it once. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was like, here, pay $3. And I'm like, no. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's kind of a horse crap thing. I got really lucky with mine. Mine, my Xbox gamer tag is just Co thirty four. Yeah. Which is the simplest fucking... Like, people ask me all the time, how did you get that? I was like, I don't know. I guess nobody else wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, because yeah. someone <laughs> Because someone already had Co-33 and Co-35, so I had to go with Co-34. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess nobody... And I, I 34 was the number I wanted, too. It was no, weird. I, um, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Co-34, add me on Xbox if, uh, if you guys want to play. I'm, I like playing Overwatch. So uh, if you want to friend me on Overwatch, I'm going to attack May, which a lot of people hate. Uh, and that I know Seth is looking at me confused. He doesn't know what the what? fuck that means. Um, but if you yeah, if you want to play with me on Xbox, it's C O three four, no spaces or symbols or anything. I like, like May. That. It's a good month. <laughs> You're right. May is a good month. <laughs> <laughs> so enough about gamer tags. Uh, let's move out of video games and into our one word summaries. There's only one word to describe you, and I'm gonna spell it out for you. One word summaries one of our newer segments uh i guess we've been doing it for a little while now yeah probably a month or so most people should probably know it'll get really impressive when we do it for two months (laughs) then we'll start celebrating (laughs) that'll be really confusing because we'll have to celebrate those um one word summary seth has scoured the internet for three wacky news stories and he's going to summarize each of those three with one word only i will choose based on those one word summaries which story we will dive deeper into all right you ready yes your words are hurricane, sweat, and brownies. <laughs> um, ooh, these are good ones. This is tough. Um, hurricane, sweat, and brownies. You know what? Give me sweat. Sweat? Yeah. It sounds like a gross a It's definitely gross not story. the one I wanted you to pick, but um, it's a good one. Okay. All right. So brownies was cheerleader gave away pop brownies to win homecoming queen vote. Nice. I would vote for. And then, I just love the title of this. <laughs> oh no, where to go? All right. Um, so this is a hurricane. A hundred percent, a hundred percent chance of penis in latest Noah Hurricane Walcala map. Walaka map. That's what it is. Hundred percent chance of penis. So what this is is the radar. Well, we can't go. We can't go deeper. No, I, I just... just uh, The radar looks like a cock? Yeah. Is that the idea? It's real okay. funny. Look at so, it. yeah, it totally does. <laughs> Sorry for those who are going to get uh, hit by the hurricane, but you're going to get fucked. Yeah. Seth out, everybody. Woo! So, those are the two stories we didn't pick. If you uh-huh. do want to see those news stories, again, hit the description box for the links to all of the stories. But I chose Sweat. Sweat. That's a good one, too, though. Aggressive mountain goats are thirsting for human pee and sweat. what Uh, please elaborate oh that's it no Uh, (laughs) look out for goats uh the goats are being airlifted away from the olympic national park as as a result of their weird cravings so this is in washington um they developed a taste for human urine and sweat and they're starting to cause problems um so they're airlifting away from the park oh gross it's not actually the sweat and pee that the goats are after but what's inside of it as the park's mountain goat management plan noted, mountain goats can be a nuisance along trails and around wilderness campsites where they persistently seek salt and minerals from human urine, packs, and sweat on clothing. They often paw and dig at areas on the ground where hikers have urinated or disposed of cooking wastewater. So they just want the salt. Yeah, they just want the salt. So I don't know. How are they a nuisance? Do they come up and like ram you until you start sweating and then let uh, the sweat? Um. 
Yeah, because it sounds so. The, this is a they're they've become more aggressive. Uh, that one hiker in 2010 uh, bled to death after being attacked by a goat. Jesus! It, the animal had stalked the hiker for more than a mile. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to that dead guy, but Jesus! Can you imagine your last hour being? Trying to get away from a goat and failing. <laughs> yeah. And the goat catches you. And the you goat's chasing you down, or like staring you down like Michael Myers walking behind you. And then all of a sudden he fucking just makes you bleed to death. Ooh. 375 goats are air, being airlifted to, to the forests in Washington instead of the mountains. So they're going, they're going away from their national habitat because humans have to hike for some reason. Because they don't want their pee licked. <laughs> I don't want my pee licked either. Those are some nasty ass goats. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want my pee licked either. Can't they get their salt from somewhere else? Where were they getting it before the humans started pissing everywhere? I don't know. The don't ocean? Know. I, maybe. They need to go over to the ocean. They should have dropped them in there, dropped them by the ocean so they could just go lick that. I don't know. But uh, if you are... Well, I'm going to... Pacific Northwest, you said? Yeah, it was Washington. Oh. Well, I'll be in Oregon soon. I'm gonna Look to out walk. for your pee. I'm going to have to keep my pee in sealed jars so that the goats <laughs> don't come and lick it. <laughs> Gross. That is disgusting. Uh, folks, if you want to read more about these weird-ass goats, uh, make sure you're hitting the link to that and our other stories this week on One Word Summaries. There's only one word to describe you, and I'm gonna spell it out for you! Big week five in the NFL this week. Let's talk sports. Sports! And boom goes the dynamite. So it was a, a pretty good week of football, I think. Uh, starting to a lot of teams starting to get back to normal um, that that weren't uh, weren't feeling up to expectations so far this season. Uh, the Rams win a squeaker against Seattle. They improved to five and zero. The Chiefs take it to Jacksonville. Um, really convincingly beat them. The Chiefs are now five and zero. Rams and Chiefs are the only undefeated teams left in the league. A um, couple teams, the Vikings and the Steelers, sort of got back to maybe back to form. A little bit. A little. Each, each of them had some pretty good wins. Uh, Vikings beating the Eagles, who are still sliding. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you get a sense that you know, with the Vikings win, uh, the Steelers win, that you know, maybe the NFL is starting to shake out back to normal a little bit? Uh, we'll see. I think it's still, still a little early for some of that. Um, and I should mention, uh, Patriots win convincingly. Yeah. On Thursday night over the Colts, um, but you do have like a. Uh, the Ravens lose mm-hmm. in a just a Browns. shit just a shit game to the Browns. Yeah, uh, and I think Atlanta found a way to lose. Yeah, they played Pittsburgh. They got smoked. That was who played Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Atlanta loses. So there was a couple surprises in the league this week. Uh, the Jets played super well. Mm-hmm. They smoked uh, the Broncos. Yeah, and the Broncos I think had been you know kind of a sneaky sneaky tough team mm-hmm. the first few weeks. So yeah, maybe maybe less back to normal and just. Um, a couple of the teams we were expecting to turn it around look like maybe they're starting to do that. A bit, um, yeah. But still still a wacky-looking NFL, mm-hmm. if you think about, historically speaking, the last yeah. handful of years, what you, what you might expect. Yeah, I think, I mean, I just think that, I mean, if you look at teams like, like the Vikings and Steelers who picked up those wins, there's still a lot of holes on those teams, and there's still a lot of weaknesses where they, they thought there might be some strengths. Something weird, actually, just uh, <laughs> I thought of. Um, so TJ Watt plays on the Steelers. He's the only good player on the Steelers defense whatsoever. Him and his brother, JJ Watt have the same exact stats right now. <laughs> like they're both, they, in terms of like sacks, tackles, everything, like the same exact number for Weird. number stats. Yeah. Uh, JJ Watt tweeted it cause someone had tweeted like, 
you know that that fact and then uh jj watt tweeted at his brother like stop copying me bro (laughs) (laughs) so it's pretty cool i mean they're both they're tied for first in sacks right now and and tackles for loss they're like they're they're both top five and like pretty much every defensive category for a defensive lineman so Hmm. pretty awesome it's pretty cool that's some good that's some good seed yeah that they're born for. It's a couple of mean, couple of mean sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want either one of those guys chasing me. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, Patriots, like we mentioned, come back. They mm-hmm. handed, really handed it to the Colts at home. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, are you, uh, are you now saying, okay, yeah, Patriots are fine. Yeah. Is that enough for you? I think so. Yeah. I mean, getting Edelman back is, is big. Uh, they've really figured out their their ground game. Running backs were great in that yeah. game. Yeah. Sonny Michelle has 100 yards for two weeks in a row. Very efficient. James White's catching a bunch of balls still. Uh, Edelman's back now. And I think Edelman, um, even though, I mean, he had a good game. I think he caught like seven balls or so. Um, he, I think he adds more to the offense because he is such a, a such a threat at that line of scrimmage mm-hmm. that it really opens things up for the rest of those receivers. And then Josh Gordon, of course, had a big touchdown. So they have threats everywhere now as opposed to just kind of they were really while Edelman was out there, kind of just hoping for a big play. Mm-hmm. Um, people were double teaming Gronk, and then just the other, you know, the other receivers couldn't take advantage. But now they got Edelman back. You know, the the middle, the, the shallow part of the field, middle part of the field is is much more open um, for that for for him. And then you know, Chris Hogan and and uh, uh, Josh Gordon now can take the deep shots, and then they got the running game. So that offense uh, be fun game to watch, and I think they play in the regular season, Patriots and Chiefs. So. Could be a good one. That would be fun. Uh, I think it's actually this weekend. Is it? I think it's Patriots and Chiefs this weekend. I think it is. And uh, it could be it could be a good ball game. Uh, the Chiefs, now that you mention them, like I said, they handled the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big part of that was the poor play of Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. I think I think for a while people have understood that this team really this is a great team, but it can only go as far as Bortles takes them. Mm-hmm. Does this was this game, and we watched most of it. Um, or at least I did. I mm-hmm. guess you were you were kind of busy. I about half of it, yeah. But um, it, are you concerned? Uh, you know, the Jags have been a Super Bowl hopeful team. A lot of a lot of teams or a lot of a lot of folks are picking them to go deep into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This this bad showing by Bortles and them really again just getting shellacked by the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Are you are you pulling back from some of those expectations based on what you saw this weekend? I still think they'll probably win that division. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, in terms of the AFC, though, I'd probably put them third. I would have had them second um i think i probably have them third now i probably go chiefs patriots and then jaguars in terms of just where i had where i my personal rankings mm-hmm. um but this year though defense really doesn't mean a whole lot <laughs> um this is this is statistically the most offensive year in, in nfl history right now especially through the air love it and so I, it just like even even look at the the like you said the Rams this week you know they gave up thirty points to a pretty shitty offense mm-hmm. you know so um, at least at least through the first five weeks of the season so it I think that it's hard to to say defense means a lot but with with the Jaguars I think their defense is so good that it does make a difference most games mm-hmm. um, but they played the hottest team in football. And they did it. I mean, in terms of what teams have done so far this year, they did an okay job of kind of slowing them down. Mm-hmm. But it's still, you know, it's still about offense. And and right now, the Chiefs have the best offense in the league, so got to put them at number one. And then Patriots again. I think they they're back on track, um, and they've proven it year after year. 
they've had that they have a proven track record. They're number two. I'd say put the Jags at three though. Yeah, I think that's fair. Jaguars right now tied with the Titans. Titans on the mm-hmm. tiebreaker in that division. So Jags are sitting in second. Um, the Bengals continue to surprise. Played mm-hmm. a really good game against the Dolphins. Bengals are now four and one, mm-hmm. and at the top of that division. Um, I like what I'm seeing out of the Bengals. Uh, really a sort of a hard-fought game. They had to come back mm-hmm. in that one. I'm liking the Bengals more and more every week. I'm paying a lot of attention to them because I have some fantasy guys on that mm-hmm. team. And, and I do. I, I like what I'm seeing out of them. Uh, let's switch to the NFC, though. <laughs> and thinking about the NFC East, what a just dump. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, my God. Just uh, that, that, I mean, that, and that's really all you, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's a shit. Uh, the Redskins lead that division at two and two. <laughs> and uh, Cowboys are right behind them at two and three, tied with the Eagles. And then the Giants are one and four. Mm-hmm. So that division stinks. Giants at one and four is a huge disappointment. I, again, we came into the season. I was mm-hmm. talking uh, when we had Kevin Gautier on the on the show in mm-hmm. the spring uh, about the Giants as a, as a, a team that I thought could go deep, a really talented team. And they've been in some close games, but they just seem to find a way to lose. Yeah, had a heartbreaker this week. Oh, the my 64 God. 64-yard field goal. 64-yard field goal beats them by, uh, by Carolina, who's been good. Um, Carolina sharing the division with another team I want to mention as a huge disappointment. The Falcons are now 1-4. and four. Mm-hmm. And that to, that's the one team. The Falcons are the one team in the league right now that I can say they're not as good as we thought. You know, um yeah. When, the, when the Patriots start out one and two or one and three, you can or two and two, and you mm-hmm. can, you can say the Patriots are going to figure this out. I don't think that about the Falcons anymore. Yeah, I, really I don't. I don't think they'll they'll come make the playoffs. But I th- they they've lost pretty much other than this pa- the Steelers game. They've lost all the games that they've lost by a pretty narrow margin. Mm-hmm. They've been in or have had a chance to win all those games. Um, this uh, this week though, they're they've lost they lost both their starting safeties week one. And then they've lost two of their corners th- this year. So their defense is it's it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, their offense is putting up shit ton of points other than this last week. And I think they're going to be I think they're they're still a very talented team. They have tons of talent on the offense. Um, I think they'll be in most of the games they play that defense, though. It, it's I I know I just said the offense matters more than anything right now, but you have to have some defense. You got to get a stop. Yeah. <laughs> and so. They don't have a defense at all right now, yeah. and so they're they're they definitely aren't in contention for that division. Atlanta gets a chance to get back on the winning uh, side of things against Tampa Bay mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. Tampa Bay has definitely fallen back down to earth after their two and zero start. Yeah, they they just had a bye this week, and now Jameis Winston will be starting. So a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of high expectations for him. Um, we'll see how that goes. I think yeah, they're another team that doesn't have a defense at all. So then their offense isn't as good. Mm-mm. as uh, like in Atlanta or New Orleans or, you know, that type of thing. So Definitely not as good as we thought they might be mm-hmm. um, a few weeks ago. I want to end with this on the NFL talk before we make our picks from last night's game. Uh, Drew Brees on Monday night mm-hmm. in, a, in a win for the Saints over the Redskins uh, breaks the all-time passing yardage record, mm-hmm. uh, beats uh, Peyton Manning um, in that one. Uh, really just a great scene, uh, did it in the Superdome in uh in new orleans there uh, where he is basically jesus mm-hmm. and uh just a really great scene you know they stopped the game for a little bit uh, on like a 60 yard touchdown so they yeah. did it in dramatic fashion um stopped the game they they brought uh brought people out to shake hands and stuff and did a whole thing peyton manning had a nice video package for mm-hmm. him so um really great to see breeze break that all-time record um let me ask you this though when you think about like your great all-time quarterbacks now this is a huge record but does this, I, I don't know, 
where is Breeze in your all-time quarterback list, and does this change anything for you? Um, it's weird because the other than like Brady, it's kind of a weird mix of people to, to put yeah. in your all. I think after Brady, I think objectively it's Brady, mm-hmm. best of all time. Oh I mean, god, yeah. But after that, I think it's a, a lot of a lot of it's kind of opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can because all the stats are. I mean, there's so many stats out there. I mean, you look at again Drew Brees, who's gonna only he's He's going to continue to add to that probably for two or three more seasons mm-hmm. to that yardage um, to the point where I don't know if anyone will ever touch that record. Also, by the way, through his 500th touchdown pass, he's only mm-hmm. like a few, like literally like five touchdown passes behind Tom Brady mm-hmm. for the regular season. That yeah. is. Brady has a lot more in the postseason. But um, so he's I mean, he's right up there with Brady for the, all those numbers yeah. ahead of him in yards, right behind him in, in touchdowns. A little bit younger, too. Yeah. So statistically... He's been great, mm-hmm. but he's another one of those guys. Mm-hmm. He's gotten to the Super Bowl once, but not a lot of playoff success. He's been on a lot of mediocre teams. Yeah, um, and it's funny that you mention it because he's not physically not a guy. Like mm-hmm. if I had every quarterback all time in a draft, yeah, I'm not taking him. <laughs> right, you know he doesn't throw it hard. He doesn't throw it far. But uh-huh. Why? Why is this guy so fucking? Uh, you I know? don't know. It doesn't make sense. He really, just does it? he's just damn good. Yeah, I mean that's. There, there's he's been in multiple schemes um being in in san diego and new orleans and um he's he, you know he's durable he's barely missed any time he he i mean he just goes out there and does his thing and he, he's smart with football he hasn't thrown an interception at all this year not no one, shit not one interception this year so far that's nuts i didn't it, know that yeah um so he's and he has very few in his career uh, in, in terms of, you know, if you look at every, all the other people who've played, um, he has had very few, um, yeah, like I said, I mean, he's broke, he's broken that record. He's over 500 passing touchdowns. And, and like I said, I mean, he's, there's, he's probably going to throw enough yards by the time he's done that no one's going to touch that record. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I, I would definitely put him in probably the, I'd put at least in the top five, you think so? yeah. um, if not higher, but I mean, you can put you can put so many quarterbacks up there from different eras, mm-hmm. and it's just it from there. It's just a opinion. Yeah, you're exactly right about that because you can talk about you know your freak athletes like Cam Newton, mm-hmm. but when you think about the top, you know I think most people's top five are going to include Brady, Manning, and Breeze. Mm-hmm. Not physical specimens at all. Mm-hmm. They're just smarter than you, and it's really interesting, you know, because it, it, just like you said. It, is your in your opinion is is physicality more important? The history and the numbers would say no. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's the brain that's more important. So, um, Breeze. The last thing I'll say about him: one of the actually one of the all time great guys mm-hmm. in NFL. Um, always, you know, a Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee for the Saints. Always doing super great charitable work. Just a great, you know, uh, for around Katrina, what he did for that mm-hmm. city and becoming just the face of that franchise in that city. So I'm very excited uh, as, as I'm not a Chiefs fan or, or I'm not a Saints fan or anything like that, but I do, I've always really appreciated Drew Brees and glad to see mm-hmm. that he, he kind of had that moment for him um, on Monday night. So I was just excited to see that. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, let's skip ahead to uh, last night's game. So uh, again, we dropped the podcast on Friday. So we have been picking the Thursday night games before they happen as of our recording, but as of you listening to them, this game has already taken place. Uh, this The week six Thursday night game was the Eagles going to the Giants. Uh, we talked about the garbage dump NFC East, and um, the, Eagles lose a, the Eagles lose to the Vikings last week. The Giants lose a heartbreaker to Carolina. So mm-hmm. both teams coming off losses, short weeks. 
Who do you have in this one? You go first. I'll go first. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is a tough one yeah. because I I think that they're both coming off. I mean, the the Eagles. I think they desperately need a win. Yeah. And the Giants are coming off. Well, they if the Eagles need a win, they need one even more. The but Giants need a win to stay mathematically in the game. They don't have a shot. I mean, at this point, to make the playoffs, but um, they're coming off a heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what do you do? Yeah. So the Eagles kind of got worked, uh-huh. and the Giants come off a close one. I, for me, this is a coin flip, mm-hmm. and in a coin flip, I tend to take the home team. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to take the New York Giants okay. in this one. Um, I think that that offense is finding a stride. That they put up a lot of points this last game mm-hmm. against a good Carolina defense. Um, the Eagles are struggling offensively. So um, I, I'm going to lean very slightly. I don't know what the spread is, but I, I don't know if they'll cover. I think it'll mm-hmm. be a really close game, but I am going to take the Eagles in a squeaker at home. Or, sorry, I misspoke. I'm going to take the Giants, Giants in a squeaker at home. Yeah, I I was kind of thinking that too. But uh, since you picked the Giants, I'll go with the Eagles. Okay, <laughs> trying to make up some yeah make up some ground on me. Um, so we picked la- we both picked the Patriots last week. Uh-huh. So I'm now, I think I'm four and one now in these picks. Um, what what was the one I missed? The Ravens losing to the Bengals. Yeah. Um, and you're now what two and three? I don't know. Because you got the Patriots right last week, and uh, one of the other ones. I don't know. All I know is that I'm four and one. We didn't we didn't actually do the week of the because we missed the we didn't pick the Rams Vikings, yeah. but I picked the Rams. Yeah, we're not counting that because it wasn't on the show. Of course it counts. No. Oh, like I was not going to pick the Rams. Yeah. Well, I would I would have picked the Rams too. <laughs> okay. You can, have, you can have picked them. I'll give you this one. Sure. Okay. So you're two and three then because of that. Okay. All right. Well, at any rate, we, we are picking last night's game today. I take the Giants. Seth takes the Eagles. One of us is already wrong. <laughs> um, and so uh, we'll be interested to find out which that is um, in the in the coming days for us. So uh, all time travel and NFL talk aside, that's going to do it for sports this week. Let's move into some TV. That's what she said. TV. TV this week brought to you by Mathis Designs on Etsy. It's our good friend Steph Mathis. She's a graphic designer out of Des Moines, Iowa. Check out her Etsy shop for all sorts of cool like stationary items and um, different um, uh, graphic design pictures and things that you can use it's really hard to describe what different she does. Uh, mm, just go to the pictures fucking, go to the shop um <laughs> go to the shop and check out what she's got again it's uh it's etsy.com slash shop slash mathis designs hit the link in the description box to check that out Pete! let's uh let's talk some tv seth we got one piece of news before we get into the tv corner and it it, it can it can and it concerns your uh one of your one of your uh Jesus fucking Christ, I can't talk. You having a stroke? <laughs> One piece of news before we move into some TV corner, and it concerns a show that you have rather enjoyed, Ozark. Yes, that's true. Uh, Ozark is being, is going, now I caught your fucking strokeness. <laughs> um, Ozark is going to have a season three. There you go. Uh, the, it was announced the other day. Jason Bateman's working on it uh, with script and stuff like that. And a uh, show that people really like on Netflix. Um, you, If everything goes according to my plan, um, uh, you'll have a, a TV corner for season two next week. So there you go. Ozark season three. Has Bateman been writing this whole time? He's he's wrote, written some of the episodes. He's directed a bunch of them. He was nominated for Emmys for a couple of the episodes for no shit. for uh, directing. So very cool. Yeah. Not a show I've started, but I've had this show recommended to me more than more than most shows this year. I don't know um, if you'd like it. 
I don't know if I would either. It's not like Breaking Bad wasn't thing. my thing. Yeah. I'm not into. The, we just talked about that. We had a long conversation about this last night. I mm-hmm. I like shows that make me happy. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like that's that kind of show. No, so. it won't make you happy at all. Yeah. But uh, glad to hear people are enjoying it. I, I suspect that we'll hear good things from you uh, in the upcoming TV corner. But those of you who are Ozark fans, you can expect season three. Uh, no, no timeline on that or anything. I expect. I'm sure it'll, it'll be, be next summer. Probably next, next next August September. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that, and we'll keep you posted when a release date does come out. Um, but for now, we need to uh, do a couple reviews of some summer shows that have just ended. Let's get into the TV corner. That's in my TV corner. Seth, I want to blow you. Woo! Almost forgot which ones I needed to do. <laughs> All right. A couple TV corners. Woo! Um, so the first one um, was uh, both in season four, actually. Both was the season four finale. The first one, though, was I didn't realize it was the finale until after I watched it, <laughs> which might tell you how much I cared about the show. Uh, first mo- first show is Ballers, uh, which is the Dwayne The Rock Johnson-led um, show about the NFL football type stuff. So uh, this year they went to L.A., uh, him and Rob Codry's character. I can't remember what his character's name is, honestly. Um Stink. Yeah, it stink. He's he's a real smelly boy. <laughs> um, so they they go out to L.A. Uh, they are working on a uh, a deal with this weird, like uh, skater surfer company called Sports X, which is run by Russell Brand. Russell Brand is in the season a bunch. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, uh, I yeah, it was weird seeing him pop up on the screen. I was like, fuck, because at first you hear his voice, and it's like, is that Russell Brand? And then there he fucking is. <laughs> um, so it starts off with that, and then it kind of turns into two halves um, of a season where Spencer, which is the Rock's character, goes off, and um, he he's kind of battling the NCAA, which is kind of interesting, and then the other half is Rob Codry's character dealing with the sports X stuff, and like what they're going to do with it, because it kind of sucks. So... The there's not really any spoilers because the show kind of is just it it just the show is just the show it's just it just is there's not like any big twists <laughs> there and turns. Have it, folks the yeah. show is just the show <laughs> yeah it just it just is kind of it's just kind of blah um I did enjoy the stuff with the NCAA uh, and and him battling it because he's he's really talking a lot about like the players' rights he's he's on the side of Spencer is uh, he's on the side of paying the players mm-hmm. uh, because he has this whole thing with his brother and his brother being screwed over by the NCAA they kind of go into that really it's just I mean the show thinking about it now it, it's entertaining to watch the rock be the rock mm-hmm. I love the rock a lot of people love the rock it's fun to watch him be the rock and he's clearly passionate about like football and especially like college football having played it and so it's entertaining to watch that. It's not a great show though. It's not like, you know, it's not the best acted show. Again, the rock is just being the rock. You know, you see him on an interview, he's being that, um, it's not a super deep show by any means. It's kind of funny at times, but even like the stuff with, uh, with Ricky Jarrett's played by, uh, it's John David Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, even his stuff, it's kind of just got old this season, uh, which he's been one of the more entertaining characters in the past. One, another interesting uh, part is the, I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, he was in, he was in uh, Eight Mile. He was Soul in Eight Mile, the big fat guy. Do you remember him? Oh, um, I don't, I don't. Uh, Omar or something. Yeah. But I, 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 yeah, he's he's playing an ex-football player in Ballers, right? Yeah, Charles 
Charles something. I can't remember yeah. his last name. Um, that's how much I care. I don't know these fucking characters' names. I know the actors, but I don't care about <laughs> the characters other than The Rock. Um, but he's the GM. He's the GM for the Rams in this okay. in this show. And uh, Jared Goff is in it. Terrible actor. I don't. Oh, I don't doubt that at all. My God, is he bad? He's got no sway. He was terrible. He great quarterback. Total, awesome quarterback. Awesome quarterback this season. Shitty actor. This see, I I know because this guy has no sway. <laughs> He, a quick side note, the Rams won their game this last weekend on a quarterback sneak, and he did the sneak and then like climbed out of the pile and went for like one of those first down signs because he had gotten a first down, and he wanted to like really emphatically like, I got a fucking first, and it was fucking funny. Like it, it looked like a flag football kid. Yeah. Like he didn't know how to do it. He had no swag, so I'm, I'm not surprised at all to hear he can't Good God. <laughs> so don't look for an acting career out of, or any sort of speaking career out of Jared Goff after this. So yeah, he deals with the Rams. That's kind of fun to watch, too. Um, I did miss his wife. Again, I know the actress's name, Jasmine Simon. I don't know the character name. His wife uh, was not in this season at all, pretty much, like one episode. And I always liked their kind of dynamic. Um Again, though, watch this for The Rock. You know, if if you like The Rock and you like football, you'll be entertained by it. I could actually see next season being interesting with the NCAA stuff because they kind of left that as a big plot point. Mm-hmm. So that might be interesting to see what they do there because they 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 do take liberties with the actual events, right? Um, in this show, so that could be cool to watch. But otherwise, if you don't like football, you don't like The Rock, don't watch it. Um, I'll give this like hmm, three point run one. Rob Codry rails of cocaine snorted. <laughs> that's uh that's the second time we've had rails of coke as the yeah, yeah, yeah. as the barometer. He loves his coke. Actually, Who this doesn't? season th- this season though is more more weed. So I'll say like uh three point one Rob Codry blunt smoked. Nice there. Three point one blunt sounds like a fun weekend. Yeah. Um, ballers, yeah, a pretty tight half hour HBO show. Mm-hmm. Easy, very easy light it's a light beer show mm-hmm. right it's just gonna go down smooth but it's not gonna get you too fucked up i don't know if you know it's that smooth anymore it's no kinda like it's kind of like a like a like a light beer that's been sitting out for for like an hour oh okay yeah wow. 3.1 uh 3.1 it'll get you drunk beers. but it's not gonna taste great <laughs> all right well uh kind of kind of middling on baller season four but you've got uh-huh. a second show I, I suspect you're gonna like a little more yeah of course um second show is also season four of better call saul uh which is the uh breaking bad pre- prequel uh of course bob odenkirk is uh, saul goodman don't know the, the actress's name but kim wexler is kind of like the uh, she's his love interest slash kind of she she had a big role in the season and then uh, jonathan banks who plays mike ehrman trout had he's a big big driving force in the show as well that's kind of really what the show is 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 it's like a it's a lot of it saul and then a lot of it mike and uh and gus fring which mm-hmm. is giancarlo esposito, esposito. Uh, <laughs> so yeah this show this this season uh picks up after season three uh the events of that uh, um like most shows do <laughs> 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 and the I'm, next I'm, season. I'm, you have me just gripped i i'm trying to th- i was trying to like buy some time to not spoil it mm-hmm. but because i don't know there's not even really a lot of ads for the show basically um some stuff happens with his brother his brother chuck my name is chuck my name is chuck <laughs> so the kind of deals with that starts with the aftermath of that jimmy is not uh, which is saul is uh he's he's currently not a lawyer he was bought he was disbarred for a year and so this season shows him basically what he's doing during that year and kind of how he's dealing with that. And 
they they take a ton of steps towards him becoming Saul Goodman, um, it's like leaps and bounds. Um, this show really parallels very well to, to Breaking Bad. It's it's not a it, because it's not the same subject matter and not the same premise. Um, it's not it's not a rehash of the show, but it it parallels it very well in terms of like the pacing and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like the first couple seasons of Breaking Bad are a very slow burn. Um, you kind of slowly see him ticking into being Walt. Um, same thing here with, with, with Better Call Saul. The first two, three seasons are very much about him, his early days and kind of what makes him the way he is. And, um, in terms of like him being sleazy and stuff like that. And, and you get to see just kind of like some of his smarts that he has. Now we're starting to see him really turn into Saul. Um, a lot of huge jumps, a lot of stuff with like, um, well, one, the name, they show kind of the origins of that. Mm -hmm. They show, all his cell phones, the origins of his cell phones. Uh, if you watch Breaking Bad, you've seen that, like in his drawer and stuff. Um, they, they even do. They even, they introduce characters in this season that were referenced in his first episode of Breaking Bad, just very quickly. Hmm. They introduce those like there's so much Breaking Bad lore and Easter eggs and just all this different shit thrown in there for anyone who loves Breaking Bad. It, it's it's awesome to watch, but. That's, I mean, even if it just had that, it's a great show. But Bob Odenkirk in this show is absolutely incredible. Um, in the last two episodes alone, there are scenes that he should hands down win Emmys for in, in both episodes. He is he is absolutely awesome. This season, he ha- he he hasn't his arc just this season alone is pretty amazing. Um, seeing kind of like just the way he has to react to the whole thing with Chuck and the thing with the lawyer, like becoming, trying to become bard, you know, a lawyer again, um, all this stuff. It's, it's, it's incredible seeing him, seeing him act and what he has to do. Um, easily one of my favorite shows. It's probably my favorite non, non streaming show. It's definitely like my favorite week to week show on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, that's the first thing I watch. Uh, if I can, if I can even watch it live, I try. Um, uh, it's awesome. Love the show so much. Um, so definitely, if you've watched Breaking Bad and you haven't watched Better Call Saul, which I know a few people who haven't, I'm uh, just saying like, well, I don't care about Saul, or I, uh, it, you know, I watched a few episodes and it was kind of slow. Yeah, it's slow, but Breaking Bad was also slow mm-hmm. for the first couple seasons. You got to keep watching it. Um, the next, it, so they've been announced for season. They were announced season five before season four aired. Um, I, thinking about it now, I don't think season five will be the last season. I think seasons, I think they'll do season six. Okay. I think they'll do six total seasons. They are with the way the season progressed. They're a couple years from when you meet Walt. So they're pretty close. Mm-hmm. They started off, they started off a lot further. They're only a few years from that. So we're, we're starting to get to the point where we're going to get into more and more breaking bad stuff. Um, this season, this season ended with an amazing finale. Um, just a moment in the finale that was that was awesome. So, if you ha- again, if you've watched Breaking Bad and you're kind of hesitant because it's a lawyer show or whatever, watch it. Uh, you will absolutely love it. Um, if you haven't watched either show, honestly, I don't think it would hurt starting with Breaking Bad. I I, I really don't. You mean starting with Saul or starting with Saul? Yes, yeah, yeah. starting with Better Call Saul. I really don't because I think, I mean, yes, a lot of the stuff would make more sense, but it's just kind of cool. It, the show is great on its own, but. I think it'd be kind of cool to watch from the beginning like that too, because it goes into Breaking Bad. But um, yeah, Better Call Saul. Um, I'll give it. Oh, this is hard. This is. I mean, this is. This is definitely one of my favorite shows. I, I'll probably give it. I'm gonna tie it with with Sharp Objects. I think I'm gonna go four point eight Slipping Jimmies out of out of five. 
<laughs> Slippin' Jimmies. That sounds it's fucking his, disgusting. It's his nickname. <laughs> Slippin' Jimmy. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah. I. I've seen. I've seen a fair amount of this actually, mm-hmm. just by sitting and watching. Because it's one of those shows. I'll walk through the room and you'll be watching it, and I'll stop to kind of you know say something to you or watch a couple minutes, and 20 minutes later I'm still there. <laughs> right. You know, it, it's super expertly done. Uh-huh. It like cinematically just watching it is gorgeous, just like you know Breaking Bad one. Mm-hmm. Bob Odenkirk, you're right, is electric in this. He, yeah. He, he's been nominated a few times for this role. Yeah, for Bob. For uh, um, so I don't know if he's ever won. He never won. It'd be nice for him to get the, one for this. This this season has some performances that I mean, right now for me are the. I mean, it's gonna be the break. It's gonna be Game of Thrones final season, so mm-hmm. they're probably fucking win everything, but. He, there's a couple scenes alone that he does just some incredible things. Um, the the depth that he has to do in in this show um, that he should win, but he probably won't because Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, we shall see. Um, I hear nothing but good things about mm-hmm. about Better Call Saul. I'm so I'm uh, easily my most anticipated show for next year for next summer. Yeah, this this really does sound like the season that fans of Breaking Bad have been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Right, you're really starting to get into the you know. Uh, out of the backstory of Jimmy, and here's yep. now we're we're ramping up toward actual Breaking Bad stuff. Yep. Yeah. You, I mean, they had a couple uh, like like I mentioned, there's a couple Easter eggs, but you see, for, you know, for the, some of those characters, but some major characters are introduced in this too. Some major locations are introduced in this for Breaking Bad. All stuff. If you're a Breaking Bad fan, even just a casual Breaking Bad fan, you would recognize. But for those who really love the show, there's some like crazy, insane Easter eggs that they throw in that are actually going to have impact on the next few seasons of the show and leading into Breaking Bad. Hmm. Well, really interesting stuff here. Break or, uh, Better Call Saul. It's really hard to not get them mixed up. I know. Better Call Saul. This was season four. Mm-hmm. Just wrapped up on AMC. Uh, can you stream AMC or how are folks going to be able to watch yeah, this? Yeah, I th- think they have a certain amount of the episodes up online. They have the AMC Plus thing or whatever that you can watch all of them on for commercial free, um, all that stuff. But um, yeah, for, I mean, for me, it was the, when the show was announced, I was excited but I never imagined loving the show as much as I do and how, how close it is to, to feel the same feeling of watching Breaking Bad that I had. Mm-hmm. So, well, there awesome. you go. Find a way to get your hands on Better Call Saul season four. It's 4.8 slipping jimmies <laughs> out of five here in part two of this week's TV corner. That's in my TV corner. Seth, I want to blow you. Woo! Woo, indeed. We skipped it last week, but this week it's back. Let's get into Mambo number five. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. We talked last week about... Penises. About penis. We probably did. I don't yeah, remember specifically probably. doing that. But what, what theme song were the we Power talking Rangers about? The Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. Power Rangers Sing that for us Lost a bit. Galaxy uh, because of this. Go! That is from... <laughs> The Power Rangers Lost Galaxy theme. One of my favorite all-time themes, yeah. uh, as we discussed last week. And, and what we thought we'd do this week is, is name our top five favorite theme songs. Now, this is a pretty broad category. Uh, it could be TV theme songs or movie theme songs. Or, or video game theme Video songs. game theme songs are included in here as well. This Spoiler, is a, I have all three. This is a huge, wide, deep penis of... of <laughs> topic that, so i'm excited i i doubt we have any layover i think we might have one that's on each of our lists maybe but i bet you that we have uh, honorable mentions that are a mile long it was oh yeah really i have a ton to, it was really hard to just pick five i just went with the first five i thought of okay and but i i'm already thinking of a ton more so let's yeah. let's jump into our mambo number five this week it's theme songs and uh what do you say let's do it you want to go first you want me to go first uh you go first okay i'll go first 
Number five. I had to have SpongeBob on my list. I knew you would. Yeah, and uh, but I didn't want to have it number one. I do think that there are better ones um, out there, but come on. SpongeBob so SpongeBob's number five? SpongeBob SquarePants is number five for That's me. That's low. Yeah, it, it is, but you'll when you start to hear some of the other ones on my list, I think you'll understand. Okay. Um, but yeah, I fucking iconic. SpongeBob SquarePants. You sure. know what I'm fucking talking about. Everybody knows what I'm yeah. talking about. You're hearing it in your head right now. I don't know that I need to say much more about it. Okay. So some of my, I'll, I'll preface mine with some of mine are not they don't have lyrics i just and a lot of them i thought about too like what i remember from like the intro like picturing oops picturing the intro okay so and and then a lot of it too just reminds me of like when i watch those shows so my number five is how i met your mother okay Uh, so i watched a good one i i like the i i always loved the the intro video Mm -hmm. because it, it was just like the intro video is a bunch of pictures of them at the bar and to me, I always thought like, oh, one night at the bar. And it always reminded me, I watched that show when we were like partying it up at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. And it always reminds me kind of like that, of like the memories of that. So I love that song. That's a really good one. It's It makes you it makes you just feel happy and nice. Yeah. And, and yeah, that, that is a really good one. I, I I didn't have that on my list, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I can vouch for that. That's yeah. a good one. And it's just, you know, if you're binge watching that on Netflix, you've heard it 1,000 times. Yeah. So it's hard not to love it. Yeah. <laughs> Number four. Number four, this is the one I suspect might be on your list. Um, another one going back to childhood that everybody knows is the Bill Nye the Science Guy. It's not on my list. It's not on no. your list. Okay, so this it's is a good the, one though. This is the original Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill, 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 uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy. That uh, you know everybody. Basically, it meant that you weren't going to do shit in class that day mm-hmm. when we got to watch Bill Nye. So. Uh, again, just an iconic one. Takes me back to childhood. We love Bill Nye. We love the new Bill Nye Saves the World as well. Yeah. Um, and that's got a nice throwback to the original oh, yeah. theme in it. So, um, yeah, again, I don't need to explain this one. Everybody everybody <laughs> already loves Bill Nye. Well, this one is, uh, again, doesn't have lyrics. And this is a video game. Uh, the Uncharted theme. I thought you might Do you remember that one? Dun, 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 dun. I remember it specifically from number two. Because mm-hmm. I can picture the fucking menus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that, I don't even own that game. <laughs> but yeah, that's video games are a good one because of that. Because that, you always can picture the menus. That was my uh, that was my alarm for a while. It's just <laughs> kind of it was. It, I mean, it's kind of like it, well, one always reminds me of Nathan Drake and like the fun of that game, and then two is just kind of like a uplifting type of song. It sounds like you're about to go on an adventure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So this is one that probably not all of our listeners have heard. Um, but again, it's just the theme from Uncharted. Yeah. Just a really good, look it up. It's it's just got a good, nice, uh, almost like an Indiana Jones kind of feel, which yeah. the games are obviously based around. Yeah, that's good. Um, good just comparison. makes you feel like you're going to go do some fucking exploring. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Number three. My number three is the, one of the most iconic horror movie themes of all time. It's the Halloween. The John Carpenter theme from the original Halloween, which even as I say it is now giving me chills down my back. <laughs> like it is it, it is a brilliantly simple piece of music mm-hmm. that immediately you know you're gonna fucking die. <laughs> and there's a good there's a part in this that there, there's like the there's a bass uh-huh. that comes in and that's actually when you know you're gonna fuck yeah because that bass is when he comes around a corner usually or he's, he's uh-huh. starting to get you so it has it just is very very small noise very chilling little piano riff that goes on but then once that bass comes your ass better turn around turn and run or you're gonna get stabbed yeah that we'll be hearing it in the theaters next week probably oh my god i cannot wait yeah. cannot wait for this new jamie lee curtis uh um and fucking 
that who's the guy that's involved from like Eastbound and Down? Oh, Danny McBride. Danny McBride like wrote this. I'm yeah, really the trailers it. have me excited for this. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot the of reviews a lot are of things good. I'm hearing are exciting. The reviews so. are good, and uh, I'm actually gonna go see a horror movie again. Yeah, so. cannot wait. Poop my pants. <laughs> uh, my number three is from a television program. Uh, one of my favorite programs for, as a kid, and then into my uh, <laughs> into my twenties, uh, which was early twenties, which was uh, Psych. Do you remember? I the, don't know the theme song for Psych. I know. You know oh, that I'm not telling, telling the, the truth. truth. That yeah. one, yeah. That one's just a fun... That's one of my few on the list that have lyrics in it. <laughs> and uh, I always loved when they... Because they would do... Some shows... Uh, another another uh, on my list actually has this too, but some shows would do like extended theme songs too. Like So like that one would just be like... Sometimes it would just go... Didn't it? Didn't it? I know. But then they'd actually... There's another version that has all the lyrics. Mm. Um, and it's like, it's like a minute and a half. I'd always love those ones. Because a the lyrics are fun and two uh, a and two <laughs> and two um, I just love the song so it's got a nice little and then it doesn't it like psych you out in the end yeah yeah, yeah. A little, little and I always remember uh, and again because that that one's like a montage of like weird stuff all the cast did um, and the their the longest one for for a while was uh, Sean and Gus are like running away from like something <laughs> scary like they always did something funny in it but I always remember that song and a lot of those video packages so. Not surprised to hear these are all these are all from shows that you love. Right? Oh yeah. So you can, everybody always is attaching the themes to yeah, the yeah. show, and that's a big part of this, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously they're all great songs, or they wouldn't be the fucking theme songs. Um, but yeah, you can kind of tell uh, with what they're attached to. My number two is going to be a little bit of a deviation from that, though. Okay. Number two. So I'm I'm as big a fan of Jaws as most people. Jaws. Yeah. And, um, but not, but it's not like near and dear to me. All the other things on my list are very special to me as projects. I like Jaws. It's just uh-huh. fine. But the theme from Jaws, man, dan it, dan it, dan it, maybe more than any, maybe the only, my number one is maybe the most iconic theme of all time, but Jaws, if it's not number one is a close second. Mm-hmm. And just that, again, just the terror in that once, dan it, only that. The first second of that is all you need mm-hmm. um, to know that this bitch is about to get eaten. Yeah, and um, and then as it gets as it gets faster and faster again, that's working up your emotion um, until someone gets eaten. <laughs> um, so again, this is this is a this is my film school like um, uh, pretentious pick. Sure, because it's like you know it's like the score. Sure, of all time. So Jaws number two for me. I had Jaws to, had to have it on the list here. Do you like Jaws? <laughs> you like Jaws? <laughs> Uh, my number two is not a TV. It's my first uh, movie on the list, uh, and my only movie on the list. But it's uh, the Avengers thing. I am amazed that's not number one. Yeah, number I'm, one is different. But I'm really interested to see what number one is because I thought this would be your number one. Avengers. Oh my god, it gets me hyped. Oh my, especially in Infinity War. Da, 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 da. Every time I get that, that's like just like how Lady Gaga singing gave me chills on a chart. The Star is Born. Um, that song every time gives me chills. Every time I watch the trailer, um, when they, when, when, uh, when Groot and Rocket and, uh, Thor come down with the Bifrost and, mm-hmm. and Infinity War and that song plays, I, I get like a chill boner from that. It's amazing. <laughs> so good. Now I'm just picturing you with an erection and the erection is like, sup, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but that song is so great. So you've loved that since the original Avengers. 2012, I, yeah. I know that that's always been on your list. Um, I was never really on board. Like, I don't know, for whatever reason, it never grabbed me until Infinity War. Yeah. The trailer for Infinity War, and I think they add, I think they put some stank on it. Yeah, because it's it like real Infinity slow, because it turns real slow, and it's like, 
dun, 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 and yeah. then it's just like it ends yeah. like that. It's a little more rock. Yeah. And it's ooh, it gets me. I I will fight fucking anybody. Yeah, if I get to come out to that song, because well, they that's do it really too. Cool. They do it when in in the first Avengers when they circle them. Mm-hmm. They do it then. That's like yep. I think that's the first time they do it in the movies. Oh god, that's so a good, good. one. And so I, I that was I, that was also an alarm for me. And I used to wake up just like yeah, let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I considered this for my list, but I knew you would have it on yours. Oh so yeah, I left it off mine. Number. One. Everybody fucking know like anyone who makes this list should have Star Wars number one. Okay. This is maybe besides Jaws. Jaws? It is the theme. Like every you you people who haven't seen Star Wars. Yeah, but this is favorite themes. Okay, it's favorite. Sure. Star Wars is nowhere near my favorite of anything. That's fair. That's fair. But I like when we went to the Force Awakens in theaters, I cried. Yeah. during the opening crawl because yeah. that is like that that theme immediately takes every person who is a fan of star wars and immediately takes you back to the first time you heard it and for some people that's you at eight and for some people you it's it's 20 fucking three when you yeah, saw them like saw you never you can't not hear you can't hear that and not go immediately back it's so distinct mm-hmm. it's so um it, it it lacks a little bit of like the stank that avengers has so i don't want to fight people but i definitely want to like leave the <laughs> i want to leave the planet when I hear that, I'm like, I want to go do something fucking epic when I hear that Star Wars theme. And it's just, uh. honestly, the, my favorite theme of Star Wars isn't even that one. It's the, uh, the Luke, the, that one. When he's, uh, on Tatooine being lonely. Yeah, they just call it the Luke Skywalker theme. Yeah. Yeah. He's got um, a good theme. They do I mean, it, Star they Wars do it has 10 great times. themes. Yeah. Another great one from Star Wars is Duel of the Fates from the, uh, episode one. It's got a bunch mm. of choir. Da, da, da. Um, anyway, that's a good one. But the OG John Williams uh, New Hope theme is just fucking great. Because mm-hmm. when those horns, like you see Galaxy Far, Far Away, and then mm-hmm. there's quiet, and then they blast those fucking horns yeah. right in your face. It always fucking scares. It's like a jump scare, and I get pissed. That's probably why I don't like it, because it's so fucking loud. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it, I'm squirming around in my seat right now, just fucking... Well, you got oh, gets, another year to wait. So. I know. It gets me so excited. When episode nine... Oh, man. I'm going to lose it when episode nine happens. <laughs> uh, Star Wars number one. Come on. Anybody who knows me knew I was picking that one. Yeah, that's true. I honestly thought SpongeBob would be higher, though. Yeah, I I, I think... Um, and I thought... I thought... Uh, actually, one I thought that was going to make your list was going to be the Crash Bandicoot theme. I do love that. That's my ringtone. I know. That's why, I, that's why I thought. And I probably would have included it, but I completely forgot about it. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I, I, uh, we, we start, sat down to record and I said, shit, I didn't do my list. And so I yeah. had to kind of rush. If I had given it more thought, uh, definitely Crash Bandicoot or, um, Crash Team Racing, those two themes yeah. would have made it. Um, which I think I may have just figured out what your number one is. You probably didn't. No. All right. Go ahead. What, what do you think it is? I just thought maybe it'd be Mario. No. No. Um, no, my number one theme, this is, this is going to be interesting, but it's one of my, it's, it's definitely in my top five favorite shows of all time. And one of the only ones that has a good theme. Um, but I, I just love this theme and I've listened to this theme separately many, many times. I think I know what it is now. Okay, go. Uh, the community theme. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Gave me some hope. Time me mm. to dream. I don't know. I just love that. Uh, a, that show, um, I started watching that show towards the end of college when I was in community college <laughs> and then, uh, finished it off when it was, when I was out, of, when I just graduated. But yeah, that show that the song, I, it's that show was very like kind of whimsical and fun and like, you know, and that song also that, that song embodies it very well. And I, I think it's kind of just a fun song yeah, it's to a nice listen little to. Ditty. Um, what, 
I th- I think more of why it's my favorite is well it's catchy I think it's catchy but also it's just like it reminds me of that show which gives me lots of mm-hmm. happy feelings so I love that theme yeah that is a good one I, I do I do rather like that song yeah and it it, it as much as much as any other theme captures the vibe of a show it does that mm-hmm. you know so that that is a really good one not not what I wouldn't have guessed that again I I thought Avengers going away was mm-hmm. going to be number one but not not totally surprised yeah. the community I know you love that show mm-hmm. uh, let's run through some honorable mentions yeah, I, have I have a few a um, uh, couple from uh, from childhood Courage the Cowardly Dog has a great theme <laughs> I couldn't put it on my list because it's not a song so much it's yeah. like a it's like a um, it's like a guy narrating um, and so that one was a little tough mm-hmm. but um, Rocket Power. Come on, that is a banging theme. And then you got Reggie scratching the fucking. Love that one. A couple more recent, not well, a little bit more recent, I guess. The Office. I mean, you got to include. Yeah, I didn't put that one. I forgot about that. The Office theme. That and Parks and Rec. Yeah, I, I, the, I actually prefer Parks and Rec song over The Office. I do like. Yeah. Yeah, it's less annoying. The thing about I love the office scene, but it is fucking annoying. Yeah. Especially if you're binging and you have to listen to it every mm-hmm. time. Um, and then it's closing credits and opening credits. Like it's it's yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot for sure. Um and then uh, Scrubs. Scrubs is a that, brilliant That one I had at five. Thing. So I forgot about um Psych until just before we started. Mm-hmm. And so I had Scrubs at five. Um then I moved Sky Psych all the way up. But yeah, Scrubs is an awesome one. It's um is the only well, they had, there was a longer one and then a shorter mm-hmm. one. The shorter one only ever, it just went, wee, 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 wee. I'm no Superman and it mm-hmm. ended. Yeah. But that's like the line, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, the extended one has, I think, some more lyrics. Yeah. When they go around. Well, does I can't do this all that's on it. my. And then yeah. there's actually a full, the full song, which mm-hmm. I actually enjoy the full song too. Yeah, that's a good one. And I love, love Scrubs. Mm-hmm. I think if we, if we did, well, I don't want, if we did a Bombo number five for TV shows, uh, yeah. Scrubs would be definitely high on my list. For yeah, sure. me too. Yeah. Is that all your honorable? Um, I got one more. I got one more, and this one's a little different. Sunday Night Football. Oh, yeah, um, that's a good when one. They, when they do the Carrie Underwood. Um, oh, that one? Yeah, oh, Sunday Night, which is uh-huh. based off her song, Something Bad. And then the other one was um, Waiting All Day for Sunday Night. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking banger. That wasn't hers originally, but the, someone else did that before her. Is that right? Yeah. Well, when she, I'm talking about the Carrie version is yeah. the one I like the best. But that and Something Bad or Sunday Night. Um, that one's awesome. We I were flashback we were... to us at country bars when they play something yeah. bad. <laughs> we got a few people around us to fucking sing it too. <laughs> uh, that was good. Yeah, I love me some Carrie. So any theme song sung by her is good good enough for me. Those are those are the five honorable mentions that I I came up with first. I'm sure there's a million that I'm missing, including mm. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Um, but what do you got? I have uh, so I had Scrubs, uh, House of Cards was a good one. Okay. I had that on my list for a bit and I moved it off. The that one that doesn't have any sort of fucking context whatsoever <laughs> i just did um bojack horseman you probably don't know that one I don't know. that one i enjoy though because again that reminds me of the show uh power rangers of course we talked oh, about yeah. that last week uh friends is is a classic one i'll be there for you uh unbreakable kimmy schmidt oh <laughs> that is a good damn one. it <laughs> That is a good one because it's like a, it's one of those news YouTube, those YouTube channel mm-hmm. news, auto tune the news things mm-hmm. that were really big yeah. like a handful of years ago. And it, it made a perfect theme song. Yeah. And then I think they, doesn't the theme song actually appear in the show itself as that exact thing? Isn't it in one of yeah, the Yeah, the first episodes? episode. Yeah. They show kind of the, the YouTube of it. 
So yep. yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, the, that's a good one. I like the Kimmy Schmidt one. Um, we watched a video just a little bit ago, but uh, is the Donald Glover thing actually Lavar Burton? But reading Rainbow theme. Yep, that's a good one. And then uh, last one is New Girl. Um, but like when they actually did a theme song, cause they took it away. Cause now it's just, or the final few seasons were just, but when she used to do, Hey girl. Yeah. Okay. It took me a while to come back to that. That was a pretty one. Who's that girl? Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. But, um, Oh, also Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I just thought about that I was just thinking about that too. Um, now that you said, uh, which that comes back soon. Very excited. That's another one that is crazy loud. Yeah. Oh my God. Like Hulu would blast that shit. The Office and How I Met Your Mother and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they scream the fucking mm-hmm. themes at But I you. think even more, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine was the worst, because, like, mm-hmm. it, on Hulu, when we're fucking watch, catching up on the shows, it just, <laughs> like, so loud, it would shake the house. And it, it just, like, uh, it would have a cold open, too, mm-hmm. so you're having to turn it up to hear the dialogue, and then it just... <laughs> blast your windows off your fucking house yeah yeah that is a good one a lot of great a lot of great themes i'm sure that we have left some out um that you the listener uh think w- we should have had on our list don't forget to hit us up at soco show pod uh let us know uh, what what did you we have on our list that you don't like and what were we missing that you think we should have included um tweet us up and let us know what your thoughts are on this week's mambo number five ladies and gentlemen this is mambo number five all right, we have uh, some reviews and a lot of news this week in movies. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Movies. Movies this week brought to you by Mike's Wood. <laughs> Hit the link in the description box. It's etsy.com slash shop slash cornfed and wed. Uh, Mike's doing a whole bunch of woodworking projects, uh, most specifically uh, cornhole boards or beanbag boards, depending on where you're from in the country. Um, so hit those up. He'll personalize them. He'll paint whatever you want on them. And uh, high quality shit. Uh, only the best stuff from from Mike. Wood. Wood indeed. Lots of big news um, here in movies. Let's start with maybe the biggest. Uh, we've been talking for a long time about this Fox-Disney merger deal. And it sounds, Seth, like this might be coming to a close sooner than we thought. Yeah, sounds like January 1st. By The deal will be done by January 1st of 2019 and then uh, full effects by quarter two of 2019. So um, sounds like new. The, they're calling it New Fox, whichever the, whatever the new Fox is right now. <laughs> um, that'll be going by January 1st. So, all, you know, they're doing all their live sports stuff. They're focusing a lot on live entertainment now. That's what they're going to be doing. So that'll be ready to go by January 1st. And then uh, all the current Fox people will be kind of rolled into Disney by the second quarter. So um, I know that like Dark Phoenix and shit like that are planned to come out quarter two, quarter, I think quarter two next year. Um, Again, this leads even more and more for me to think that that movie is probably not going to come out. Mm -hmm. I hope it does. I think... um... There's enough there. I've seen the trailer for Dark Phoenix. There's enough there that there's enough there to get me to the theater, and I really enjoy that cast. Sure. So I, I hope I get to see it. I won't be surprised at all if you're right, though. Yeah, that and like Gambit, which has been in production forever or talked about forever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably not going to happen. I don't think Gambit gets yeah. made. Yeah, I think that's really it. I mean, they're, they've uh, Dead. I think Deadpool three is probably not going to happen mm-hmm. at this point, just because of you know Disney taking them over and all that stuff. So. It's going to be interesting to see, uh, and we're only a couple months away now mm-hmm. from uh, the ink drying on that Fox deal. So it'll be good uh, in the next year or so to see how things start to shake out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's going to be a couple years before we reach any sort of status quo. 
Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see, especially as it relates to the MCU, which mm-hmm. has been sort of top of mind for a lot of folks. Uh, this deal is getting done in time. If they did want to somehow tie into Avengers 4 with some of the mutant stuff. Yeah, I think the only thing that could cause any issues with that would might be like a uh, like court thing. The court mm-hmm. stuff, you know, reviewing that. But also, I mean, Avengers is pretty much done. Yeah. I, I don't think they'll... Yeah, there are, uh, a lot of a lot of the actors have wrapped. Um, Chris Evans. Th- yeah, some of them. And uh, filming hasn't quite wrapped in total yet, but mm-hmm. several of the of the actors have been posting that they are personally wrapped. I just feel like if they did, maybe do a post, maybe they could do a post credit scene. Sure, but I feel like if they shoehorn some of those characters in, it would just people would be pissed. It'd be it would downgrade the the yeah. movie as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, there is also Spider Man coming out next. Uh, maybe that's mm-hmm. a more logical way to yeah. um, you know even just a mention or an Easter egg or something. Yeah. Um, but it won't be long before we have X-Men in the MCU. And we talked last, last week about, uh, Kevin Feige is going to head up that, uh, the creative for, for the X-Men and mutants that are, that are coming in as well. So, um, we'll come back to some superhero news in a second, but let's go away from it. Um, I just heard last week, um, and I, I guess I need to make sure that this is confirmed. There's a Lilo and Stitch mm-hmm. live action movie in the works. Um, we've been hearing about a lot of Disney, um, you know, live action remakes it sounds like they're pretty much every disney movie is going to get remade uh lilo and stitch just the latest in that one did you see lilo and stitch the original long long time ago I oh, think it's I only a delightful it it's yeah. a delightful little movie um stitch is that little fucking monster and <laughs> cute ass little hawaiian girl um i think this is uh this is one that i can i can get behind as mm-hmm. long as they get stitch done correctly you know whether it's cg or puppets or you know makeup or masks or however it is they get stitch probably they, cg if they get stitch and the other monsters right um i think that two things one this is going to be an adorable little movie and two whoever does get cast as lilo i think this it's one of those roles that uh, is going to go do some probably some cute little poly, uh what, what am i trying to polynesian or <laughs> hawaiian actress and it'll be a chance for someone to really just take off like the girl from moana i'm sure, sure. is going to so um, it's going to be interesting to see. I'll, I'll go to this. Lilo and Stitch is one of the one of the Disney movies as I was growing up that I really did enjoy. So I, I, I'm in for this. Um, I'm interested, Seth, in your thoughts on Lilo and Stitch, but also um, we've got like Aladdin coming out mm-hmm. next year, um, which a uh, they released a poster, mm-hmm. teaser poster today for that. This whole live action remaking of the Disney stuff. Are you on board for this or what, sure. how, what do you think? Yeah, I don't really hold them on a pedestal like a lot of people do. Um, even The Lion King, I'm interested to see. Mm-hmm. Aladdin, I think, could be really cool live action. And same thing with like Mulan, I think, will be really cool when they do yep. that. Um, Lilo and Stitch seems kind of like a weird one to do, just because that's very cartoony. Yeah. Um, but And I probably won't watch it, because I don't really care that much. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll definitely see Aladdin, and I'll see Mulan, and some of that other... Lion King, you know, some of that stuff. I never saw the Jungle Book one, but a lot of people loved it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. Aladdin and Mulan are definitely the two that are at the top of my list. Mm-hmm. I, they just they they're kind of perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so really excited. Will Smith's genie is going to be interesting. Yeah, I think probably I think people have already decided they're going to hate it though. Honestly, the the Will Smith part. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and we'll see. I think he's really going to have to impress because he's going to be compared to Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm here for these. Uh, you know, yeah. certain certain of them make a ton of sense. I'm I'm on the fence about the Lion King because mm-hmm. I love the cast. Right. And I love the look. I just don't I just I don't know. I, I it's gonna be hard not being animated, at least in the cartoony animation that we're used to, it's obviously animated, but um capturing that sort of childish fun in what's going to look like live action doesn't seem 
it seems like a dissonance to me. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, from what I understand with the Jungle Book too, I mean, that's a lot of childish fun in that movie too, mm-hmm. with a lot of serious stuff. And it sounds like they pulled it off pretty well in the that one. So maybe I need to go watch Jungle Book. Maybe it's on Netflix. Maybe I need to go watch that. It was, yeah. And uh, it might make me a little more calm about going into the Lion King. Mm-hmm. So let us know what you guys think out there. Um, if the Jungle Book is good, do you recommend it to me? Should I go watch it? Uh, let me know at underscore Cody Michael if you think I need to check that one out. So uh, a- another remake that is in the works. Um, Stephen King's books and movies are just always up for grabs. And um, one of the classic Stephen King books turned movies is Pet Cemetery, <laughs> which had a movie, I think, sometime in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And that is being remade. And a, a teaser trailer dropped today. Now, I, I half watched this. I watched it on Instagram, but I didn't have the sound on. So I just saw some kind of screens. Um, and it looks good, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got John Lithgow in this. Yeah. You've got, um, what's the name of the guy that we just, um, oh, what is his name? Um, no Jason idea. Clark? Yeah. Is that his name? Yep. So he's in this. Um, and it He'll just also looks... be in uh, First Man, which we're seeing. Oh, he is in that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm really excited for this. Uh, Stephen King, I, I'm on board for anything Stephen King that comes out now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that um, this looks like it's been given a good budget. It's got great actors in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I think they're going to really do it right. And this teaser trailer, which, by the way, um, our good buddy Jared at Jared Buckendall during our recording here tonight has just dropped a uh, trailer reaction to that. Mm-hmm. Jared, not a horror fan, so I'm sure that's going <laughs> to be a fun one to watch. We'll link to that in the description box so you can see what Jared thinks of the trailer. I'm really excited for Pet Cemetery. You don't probably have much context for Pet Cemetery. I know you're not a horror fan. I mean, I know the know the basic story of it. Um, people like the original. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really care though. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. It's definitely not gonna. It's not gonna be as fun as it. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you that right now. Um, it's definitely a little more straight horror. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited to see this one. I think it comes out next year. So um, we'll link to the trailer and to Jared's reaction uh, for the Pet Cemetery. Um, down below, so make sure you check that out. Let's get back to a couple pieces of superhero news um, before we get into some reviews here. Um, we talked a little while back about um, a Spider-Verse movie mm-hmm. called Morbius. So this is Morbius, the living vampire. Um, I think last time we discussed it was uh, because Jared Leto had been uh, in talks to star as Morbius. Um, and it sounds like we're what we have learned about Morbius is that is indeed in the works and maybe is the next Spider-Verse movie we're going to get. Yeah, it's confirmed as the next Spider-Verse movie uh, coming off the success of Venom. Um, Sony is now fully erect in the Spider-Verse <laughs> um, to uh, to whether or not I feel, think that's a good idea. Uh, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Morbius is the next one. Um, I don't know if this will work. To be honest, I mean Jared Jared Leto's uh, fine, um, but it's people went to Venom I think because he's so closely related related to Spider. I mean, mm-hmm. other than like probably um, like Goblin and Doc Ock, he's probably the most known villain, yeah. and he might even be more known now than those other two mm-hmm. uh, because he again looks like Spider Man and he's really interesting, <laughs> but. I don't more. No one. I mean, other than people who I watched, didn't know Morbius. You, you know him from the cartoon. From the cartoon, but like that's it. Yeah, and that's what I know him from too. Yeah, he's a freaky looking motherfucker. Yeah, he is. I think where that. I think where this could be good, um, because he he, his backstory is he's a doctor who fucks himself up mm-hmm. and turns himself into a vampire. I could see this being an interesting kind of like the fly, 
sort of accidental science thing and sure. then over the course of the movie he's changing into a vampire and that's fucking with him i could see there there's there's room for this to be a good movie mm-hmm. jared leto doesn't give me a ton of confidence frankly i'm not a mm-hmm. huge jared leto fan um and the fact that it is set in the superhero universe also doesn't give me mm-hmm. a ton of confidence but there's room here for a good movie so i'm 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 in wait and see mode on morbius for sure sure um i've got a piece of news here you wouldn't tell me what it was before the show started but what i have here is that there's something has happened on the set of the joker that's all i know <laughs> yeah so i mean this movie is already pretty weird because uh, of todd phillips and, and joaquin phoenix doing their thing but uh yeah so apparently on set a couple days ago they you know had a bunch of extras in like a train scene a bunch of people were were in a subway train type thing and uh the uh, production wouldn't let these extras off the train uh, for like three hours. Whoa. Uh, they were supposed to have a mandatory break after a certain point. They wouldn't let them off. And some of them ended up having to pee on the train tracks because yeah. they could. They had to go to the bathroom and they wouldn't let them off. So there's some controversy there. Uh, apparently the Screen Actors Guild are looking into it. But um, it's, it, I'm, I'm not, uh, weirdly, I'm not surprised for, from what I've seen from this movie. Mm. And knowing Joaquin Phoenix and how method he is with this, his stuff and uh, how... How Todd? I mean, how serious he's probably taken it, and probably Todd Phillips has taken it. So maybe they wanted real reactions out of people who were freaking out, being trapped on a train. But that's weird. They had to get some goats in there to lick up that pee. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not a. I, I'm never really turned on by like onset shenanigans for movies. It doesn't really change my right. excitement for movies. But I am excited for this Joker because of the first looks that we got. Mm-hmm. Really excited about his look. It's different enough. While still being classic Joker and Joaquin Phoenix, I mean Joaquin Phoenix is excellent. So yeah, um, I'm in for this movie. Not coming out, of course, till next September. So we got October. a while to wait. Next October. Yeah. Um, so we got a while to wait. But yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting to hear about the fuckery um, around the <laughs> side of that. Again, there always seems to be everyone wants to wants to fuck around on set when they're the Joker. So to the extent that Phoenix had something to do with it, uh, I'm not surprised at all. Right. Um, one last piece of uh, superhero movie news before we get into some reviews, and this is a big one. Uh, we recently had James Gunn fired from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It sounds like he may have found a new home um, kind of on the other side of the comic book aisle. Yeah, Suicide Squad 2. Uh, that's, how, that's what I think about that. <laughs> and just this in general. Uh, James Gunn is, is, has already agreed to write. Uh, he's, he's come to terms to write the movie, and sounds like he'll more, more than likely be directing it as well. Um, sounds like... Not everyone's going to be coming back to this movie, so there'll be some returning people, some people not. I'm assuming like uh, Amanda Waller will be back. Uh, who? Fucking Viola Davis? That's Viola, yeah. Yeah. Viola Davis played her. I could definitely see Will Smith coming back because he's, you know, kind of the star. Um, I don't know if I'd see Margot Robbie coming back just because she's doing a ton of shit right now. Mm-hmm. Not only just the Harley Quinn stuff, but she's she's just agreed to do like three movies coming up here soon, and really? she's producing a ton of stuff. She's becoming huge, and she's putting turning in really people with her um she's far exceeded people's expectations as an actress oh yeah she's gotten so so good uh tanya is is a perfect example and so uh i think she's becoming too busy and honestly too big to do an ensemble movie like that big she's doing that ensemble movie with the birds of prey but i think she's kind of like the centerpiece of it whereas like i could see her being the centerpiece of suicide squad too but there's so much more to it especially will smith's going to be on it so um, we'll see. Uh, Suicide Squad and the comics are just a hodgepodge of characters anyway, mm-hmm. so it doesn't really matter. The whole James Gunn thing, though, for I, I think people put him on too high of a pedestal. I would agree. I like the first Guardians. Uh, I 
I enjoyed most. I, I enjoyed the second one. I liked the first one a lot more. Um, but he, what else has he done? He did Super, Big Fucking Wolf. The movie's fine. Uh, I, I like that movie more than most, but it's yeah, very it's, okay. It's not, not, yeah, not, not, not a huge success. Um, and he also did that like Table Forty Three movie or Movie Forty Three movie. Uh, he wrote and directed that. That was him. That was awful. That movie was absolutely terrible. Um, I don't know why people love him so much, other than because of Guardians. Yeah, so it's kind of a I'm, culty, culty thing. I don't. I'm not excited for Suicide Squad two. Having James Gunn write and direct it doesn't make me excited at all. Whatever. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I I just pulled up his IMDb page. Uh, Scooby Doo and Scooby Doo Two: Monsters Unleashed. Those are both written by him. Oh, S- Slither is his big cult classic. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of people love that one. And then uh, Super, you mentioned Movie Forty Three. Both the Guardians, uh, the Belko Experiment, I saw a couple years ago. That was an interesting little movie uh, that he wrote. So he's got some hits and some misses. Um, Suicide Squad Two. I mean, it's not. If if I were going, if I were going to join the DC, you know, side of things as a director, Suicide Squad isn't where I'd want to go. Mm-hmm. But I think for him, with his experience with Guardians of the Galaxy, it makes sense. Yeah, it's going to be a very similar kind of movie. But I also think the movie will suffer for that. Yeah, because it's it's just going to be it's going to be the same as mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. So this is I don't I'm with you. I, James Gunn doesn't get my dick hard, and mm-hmm. the Guardians definitely get it soft. So, or the, um, well, the Guardians do. I don't like the Guardians, but also the Suicide Squad gets it soft too. So I don't, I don't. I was thinking, I mean, I was thinking about kind of like with, with him versus like, you talk about like, uh, Ryan Coogler doing Space Jam 2, like producing that. That makes me way, and it's not his same wheelhouse, but that makes me way more excited because Ryan Coogler has not missed yet. Right. James Gunn has done a bunch of movies and I've liked two of them. Yeah. You know, and, and. And I thought one was okay. Like, it, he doesn't have the pedigree that someone like Ryan Coogler does or like Christopher McQuarrie does. Like, mm-hmm. some of these young, not younger, but newish people who are starting to make a name for themselves. Um, he, I, I would put James Gunn in that because he's still, he's done stuff, but he's still pretty new in terms of like the big, more big stuff. Those people have way more of a, a track record mm-hmm. than he does so when people get all excited about it i think people are just getting excited about it because of the whole controversy thing with him yeah whether or not that you know you think he should be fired for that whatever but i think people that's why people get so excited about it and because guardians was better than what people expected yeah it's gonna be interesting to see this doesn't like i said this doesn't really get me excited um here's an interesting spin on this though batista who is one of the guardians of the galaxy he plays drax of course um he uh posted something i don't even remember what the quote was but he posted something um, that alluded to the fact that he might like to join him mm-hmm. on this, um, which, again, I, I, I don't love Batista either. So, like, him, if he were somehow in Suicide Squad, that's not going to get me to the theater either. Sure. But um, is that, do you agree? Do you disagree? Does does Batista potentially trying to join James Gunn on this movie change your opinion of it at all? No, not the movie. But I, I actually, I like Batista, um, mm-hmm. not just because of his wrestling days, but I do enjoy what he does in movies. Um, it's kind of fun as Drax. Fun as, he was, I liked him a lot in Hotel Artemis. I thought he did a good yeah. job in that. Um, there's a couple other ones, a couple other ones um, that I've seen him in, just smaller stuff that he was good in. But um, and he's starting to get more. He's starting to to do a lot more stuff recently. Um, but he, I mean, he does have he does have a good uh, good good charisma on screen. Um, he's he's not a bad actor by any means. And 
I, I it depends on what role he's playing. Like some people have kind of speculated Bane, which it could be really cool actually. Ooh, if I'd you, watch that. If you do, if you do uh, an honest Bane, that's not the fucking <laughs> one from the from Batman, <laughs> Batman and Robin. Is that what he was doing? In? Yeah. Um, and then the one that Tom Hardy did, which was fine, um, is not any sort of Bane from the comics whatsoever. Right. So. I think I think you could do a cool Bane because he's in the comics. He's actually a way more deep and complex character than than what you what you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's actually extremely smart. Uh, he has he's like very he's like has a photo memory and he's able to qu- think very quick because of the venom and stuff like that. He's he was actually a smart person before he had the venom and then became strong and and all that stuff. So um, he's actually a super complex character. Has a really deep backstory and uh, is is. is formidable so I, I think that i think he could do a good job as as, as venom or not wa- venom but bane i'd watch him as bane yeah yeah that'd be that'd be probably the one character that i would get psyched for mm-hmm. um other than that yeah I, it would really have to be the right character so mm-hmm. well i don't know maybe james gunn ends up being deep into this whole dc thing and maybe he he's just doing this as a, a fuck, you to, fuck you to oh Sony, uh, very obviously yeah. very obviously that's like if you break up with your blonde girlfriend and your next girlfriend is also blonde like that's <laughs> exactly that's what this is mm-hmm um so i don't know we'll see um but yeah james gunn uh probably there are listeners out there who feel a little bit more passionately than seth and i do about this so let us know what you think uh again hit us up on the tweets uh and let us know your thoughts on james gunn joining suicide squad um for now we're gonna move away from news and we've got a couple movies that i'm really excited to review i think it was a good movie weekend um we got to the theater twice and uh let's let's go in reverse order um, let's stick in superheroes for now, mm-hmm. and uh, let's talk Venom. So this is one. Now we've been talking about this for a long time. We were very optimistic, then very pessimistic. Um, the movie. Comes I've always out, been pessimistic. About yeah, this movie. you were you were pessimistic from the start. Look, I was. I've kind of been trailers. Wavering. Both of them sucked. Yeah, not great trailers. Um, but people people went. Uh, this made eighty million plus just domestic. Mm-hmm. Another one hundred and twenty or so worldwide so a 200 million dollar opening weekend a lot of people wanted to go see Mm this um audience scores are high in the 80s um critic scores are low Mm -hmm. in the 20s so this is one of those movies that it's you can ask five people and get five different responses yeah uh, in terms of what they thought of the movie let's start with you seth what did you what were your sort of general thoughts on venom um i probably side closer to the the critics than i do the the audience scores um not not an amazing movie, but not not the worst movie I've seen all year. Uh, I think the only thing I liked about this movie is Tom Hardy and Venom, mm-hmm. their, their dynamic. The rest of the movie was very pedestrian to poor. Um, Michelle Williams, I love her as an actress, but she didn't need to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. Her storyline was didn't make any sense or really matter mm-hmm. uh, at all. Um, Riz Ahmed was not a good villain. Um, the the riot thing was very short in the movie um the post credit scene would have made for a much better movie but i was <laughs> actually kind of more excited for a sequel than yeah because of that um but yeah i mean tom hardy was good uh with the venom thing i thought that was funny i think they really needed to just kind of with their tone of the jokey type stuff i think they just needed to fucking steer into that from the mm-hmm. beginning they needed to get to him and venom within the first 15 minutes not the first 45 minutes because it took for fucking ever Whatever. I, I'm. Uh, I think my my assessment was I'm not mad that I went to it, but I definitely am never watching it again. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you on most things. My 
my final conclusion is a little different than yours. So I, I enjoyed this movie. Um, I think I just had a, I think, I think I was just in the right mood going into it because I do agree with a lot of what you said. Um, pedestrian is a very good way for you to put this. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing about this movie is really going to impress for me though. It, the stuff that was mediocre didn't ever really cross over into bad for me. So like I wasn't impressed by Riz Ahmed or Michelle Williams and some of the narrative was kind of blah, but it, n- none of it, none of it really crossed over into bad to me. It was just mm-hmm. fine. And then the highlight here of course is Tom Hardy and Bane uh-huh. or fucking Bane. Yeah. The highlight here is Tom Hardy and the venom mm-hmm. symbiote symbiote that, that he's connected with and some of their inner dialogue here um, is really intriguing and really interesting. And I think sets up really well for a franchise to spread off from this, mm-hmm, um, which uh, from the post-credit scenes, it looks like that's going to be the case. And from the money it's making, looks like we're going to get more in this, uh, this venom world. So I am excited to see what they do. Um, but yeah, I think that this is a movie for those who haven't seen it. Um, you're going to get out of this, what you want. If you go into this movie, looking to like it, um, you'll find ways to like it. If you go in wanting to hate it, you'll do that too. And you can come out and you can say a million things about how it sucks. And and you're both people will be right. You know, mm-hmm. um, you and I are close on this. We understand a lot of the same things about it, but it, I just, I just happen to like it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so you're going to see reviews that are all over the board on this one. Um, I know Jared was pretty down the middle on his, uh, maybe agreed a little bit more with you than me on this one. Um, but it is enjoyable. And, and again, if you're looking for ways to enjoy it, you will find them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, but the, the, the highlight, what sticks out here is Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's great in this. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Hardy's great in fucking everything. Uh, isn't he, you know? Yeah. It's a little I, weird. I didn't really like his Bane. But... I love his Bane, man. Fuck yeah. you. I'll fight for his Bane. Yeah. That movie is. I, I'll, oh my God. I loved his Bane. Um, but yeah, Venom, uh, you know, there's not, there's frankly just not a lot about this movie to, to your point. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so simple that there's not a lot to talk mm-hmm. about. Um, but again, um, I guess let us, let us know listeners what you think. Um, I know, I know my brother went to it. He loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like it as much as him, but, um, he, he said he thought it was really enjoyable and, and I've heard other people say it was dog shit too. So mm-hmm. really interested to see what the listeners are thinking. Uh, make sure you hit us up at Soko show pod, uh, and let us know what your thoughts were on venom and um we'll uh we'll give that some more thought especially as a potential sequel comes down the pipe because yeah. this is making buku bucks yeah it's probably going to drop off a lot this weekend yeah. um we're going to drop off yeah yeah i mean uh, going kind of just real quick going back to like michelle williams i thought her performance was good mm-hmm. uh, she, i don't think she could physically have a bad performance in a movie but she i think that again just her character she yeah. the movie is written very poorly yeah um the dialogue some of like the stuff that happens doesn't make any sense um in terms of just like from one scene to another it's like wh- why did that change why why yeah. why why is that the way it is now um so there i think it's a very poorly written movie but uh yeah i mean not not like again none of the performances are terrible mm-hmm. i think it's just the, a matter of how it was put together and directed was pretty bad and uh yeah i'm i'm excited for a sequel yeah, I'll uh, take after this. I think when well, you said franchise, don't think there'll be a franchise. I think there'll be two, <laughs> exactly two movies, and I think the second one will probably be pretty good. Okay, um, I'll tack on one thing too. This is a movie that you and I could have written. Mm-hmm. Um, every everything in this you've seen in other movies before. Uh, when you and I were talking about it the other night, and then I saw this on uh, Facebook or Twitter from another friend of mine. If this movie came out in two thousand seven people would love it. Mm-hmm. But by this time we've seen this origin movie so many times, mm-hmm. everything in this, every beat in this is a beat you've seen before. It's copy paste from other stuff. So, 
Um, in that it is, it's pretty derivative. So I could, I get why that might piss some people off. But mm-hmm. again, uh, there, there's, I think some things in here to like, so, um, but really interested to see more and more, uh, what other people are thinking of this one. I think, uh, our second movie, um, is, is going to be much more widely praised. Mm-hmm. Um, we're of course talking about a star is born. This is Bradley Cooper's directorial, <laughs> <laughs> um, Bradley Cooper directorial debut, uh, features Lady Gaga, the two of them. This is the fourth time this this movie's been made. Yeah. Um. And, um. A, a very popular front runner, or at least early buzz getter mm-hmm. for the Oscars. Yeah. And um. I I would venture to say that it did not disappoint. Yeah. Uh, tell it. Tell you go ahead. Tell us what you thought of *A Star Is Born*. Yeah, definitely had a lot of expectation going into this one. This this trailer every time I saw it definitely gave me goosebumps and made me more and more excited to see it and. Uh, so yeah, this the I mean it's a pretty simple premise. It's a pretty simple movie when you mm-hmm. think about it. It's uh, which is I think where a lot of the divisiveness in terms of like Oscar stuff is come from. I, mean, I, don't, I actually haven't seen a lot of divisiveness, but for those who who those who do have any divisiveness, I think because of the simplicity is why people have it. But basically, I mean Lady Gaga uh, is uh, a singer, and Bradley Cooper runs into her, um, makes her a star. You see that all in the trailer, and then they fall in love. And, and you, you know, you've seen that, that kind of story hap, you know, in movies before, but I think where this movie executes so well is for me anyway, I bought into their relationship immediately, mm-hmm. right away. Um, for one, Bradley Cooper being that, the Jackson Maine. And that's, a, again, that's another, I remember characters from shit I love, mm-hmm. um, which is the movie, this movie I love, um, Jackson Maine. Um, he's immediately that character, whether it be his, his drawl that he has Southern drawl, love or, his voice in this. Oh my God. Or even just like his little mannerisms that he does throughout the whole movie, his little coughs that he does his the way he walks, the way he just has little subtle movements, mm-hmm. like just that little subtle stuff that he does in all of his movies shows how incredible of an actor he is. He is instantly those characters all the time in those movies. And he could have easily been, I was thinking about this. He could have easily been. Um, you know, you look at the hangover, that's kind of his breakout role, right? You look at Ed Helms, um, someone like Ed Helms, you know him from the hangover, but he was, he, you know him mostly as being Andy, Andy Bernard, right? He's, he's, he's not a great actor. He's, he's known as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, saying Zach Galifianakis, same thing. Like he's known as the hangover guy forever is going to be known as the hangover guy. But Bradley Cooper has gone on to do so much good shit, nominated for multiple Oscars, going to be nominated for a bunch this year. Um, he he's he's just turned out to be an awesome actor, you yeah. know. Um, so he's awesome. Then you talk about Lady Gaga, who I had a lot of skeptic skepticism for, not just because not like thinking she's a bad actress, but for all the praise that she was getting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen her act in anything, and and for me, I don't know her very well. So like f- with Lady Gaga, I I haven't watched her in a lot of stuff haven't seen her in a lot of interviews so for me like she could have been that character right away but her performance of that character was 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 awesome mm-hmm. um she starts the movie as this very timid and kind of like oh i don't know shy and then she you know progresses like with the way she acted at the beginning of the movie i thought was bad acting mm-hmm. at first but it was her character choice because she grew throughout the movie yep and she changed and some of the scenes that she has to, to not just the singing, but like her actual dramatic acting with some of the times she has to like cry and show emotion on her face and awesome. Very awesome. So their performances were for me, absolutely incredible. Um, I thought, 
I thought the movie, um, the music, of course, is awesome. Really great uh, music. The, the, yeah. <laughs> I've listened to a bunch of the songs many times, which I don't ever do uh, with movies. But so the music is awesome. And that only adds to it even more. I think the first hour of the movie is super, super awesome. Probably my first, probably my favorite, like first hour of a movie I've seen this year. It does really slow down and kind of get into some not as happy places in mm-hmm. the second half. And I think that's kind of where people might fall off a little bit. And I, I prefer, I, per, I personally enjoy the ending a lot um, because of it's not happy and, Hey, Oscar movies can't be happy. So <laughs> yeah, no shit. If you <laughs> smile, then it's not one an Oscar. <laughs> well, I smiled a lot through the first hour of the movie. <laughs> sure. Um, when she gets on stage for the first time and sings that, that chills. song, I my, cried. My entire body was a chill. Yeah, I, I had cried. a chill. I had a chill boner. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. <laughs> but I so obviously I you can tell just by the way I'm talking about this. I love this movie. I walked out and we talked about it afterwards. Like I don't know, you know, kind of like. I, 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 it's a good movie, very good movie, but I don't know if I'd put it in an Oscar, mm-hmm. you know, if it's, it's the front runner, but the more and more I thought about this movie, it, this movie lasted with me. It stuck with me for a long time thinking about those two characters. Cause they, they embodied those characters so well, their relation, thinking about their relationship and thinking about that ending. I thought a lot about this movie and it, it made me one really love this movie and two put it in my top five, uh, for the year. So I see why I, I'm why people have it up there i felt kind of the same way with like three billboards last year so there's definitely room for this to go down mm-hmm. like three billboards did last year i do, i feel like by the end of the oscar season probably won't be my favorite but right now absolutely love it um would definitely recommend seeing this movie yeah i still i give it a recommend um i i really enjoyed this i wasn't quite as high on you in it i think um a big part of that for me was i i saw one trailer um but i didn't there's a big theme of this movie, and it's not a spoiler to say that um, Jackson Maine, Bradley Cooper's character, struggles with alcoholism and drug and drug addiction, mm-hmm. and that's not something that I was aware of going in, and that's my own, partially my own fault mm-hmm. that I didn't know that because it's in the synopsis and it's in the trailers. Yeah. And stuff. Um, but not knowing that going in, I expected only to see Lady Gaga's rise to fame, and so when a lot of this movie, that second hour that you're talking about, deals with some of that mm-hmm. substance abuse stuff, and that threw me off. Mm-hmm. And I didn't enjoy that as much, but I think that was more of a byproduct of not knowing it was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, now that said, um, performances in this are incredible. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga and and Bradley Cooper are incredible. Um, that first scene, like I was bawling in that first scene when mm-hmm. she gets on on stage. Um, the other casting in this is is excellent. They it's made weird. some risky ca- casting choices that all paid off. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle, Andrew yeah. Dice Clay. Yeah. Um, they got, uh, I can't remember the kid's name, but he plays in, uh, she's got to have it in the new series. Sure. Um, her, her friend yeah. at, the, at the bar. Um, and there's a lot of interesting casting decisions that worked super well. The mm-hmm. entire cast is great in this. Bradley Cooper's direction mm-hmm. is so great in this. You could tell he's making some specific Bradley Cooper choices. Mm-hmm. It's very easy for him, for actors to just copy shit they've seen. Mm-hmm. You can tell that he's doing his own thing in this. Right. And the, the cinematography in this. Yeah. Um, and is really incredible. I really enjoyed the way they framed a lot of the shots. Yep. Um, one of the, um, one of the kind of cons that I had, just the structure of this movie has to cover a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And so that first hour that you're talking about, it, 
it it works really well and it is happy and you're enjoying a lot of it, but it does move very quickly. So yeah. you're you're asked to very quickly buy into the fact that they're a couple, mm-hmm. and you had no problem doing that, and that's Mm-mm. that's great. Um, I I was just a little slower on it, and so when they're kind of speeding through, so they kind of yada yada through the early parts of their relationship and her career and stuff, and it moved a little bit fast for me mm-hmm. during that first hour. So that that was those were the couple of complaints that I would have, but they're so minor. I mean, yeah. this was so well done, like technically speaking, very very well put together. Mm-hmm. I see why this is an Oscar contender. I I don't think it's a winner for me. I just don't it and it's so hard because for me it doesn't do now this is again, I, I've already said I, I really enjoyed this movie. I think it's great. It doesn't do really anything that I haven't seen. Yeah. In any way. And and, and that's not bad. Mm-hmm. It just I, I have a hard time saying it's my favorite for the Oscar because of that. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I mm-hmm. I think though, I think this has everything in the making to oh, be yeah. the winner. It's showbiz. Um, I already can hear it right now. Mm-hmm. The day after the Oscars, a star is born, cleans up, and you know, yeah. it just, I, yeah, it has the, has all the, the show, like you said, showbiz. It has the performances, it has uh, the music, it has. There's so much to it, and and it has now the. It made a bunch of money. It mm-hmm. made forty million dollars this weekend. Which yeah. name another Oscar movie that's done that recently? Oscar movies aren't allowed to make money. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's. I, I think. I, I think my money is on this winning just mm-hmm. because of all that. It's going to be really interesting to see. This is kind of the first real contender that we've mm-hmm. seen so far. So a lot is yet to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you haven't seen this movie, um, and by the way, you can see a review from Jared also. At Jared Buckendall. And he, he he enjoyed it immensely as well. So this gets a recommend from both of us and from Jared. Go mm-hmm. see this movie. You're going to enjoy it. But you're going in with the expectation. This was so heavily hyped. You're going in wanting to see an Oscar movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't disappoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it would be very hard for it to exceed any expectations. Yeah. Um, but a really, really well done uh, movie. We really enjoyed um, our time at I feel, it. I, I've been wanting to go see this again, actually. Like, yeah. I kind of want to go watch it again. I would see it again. I, yeah. would, I would be really interested to see it again, just, just with a different lens, without yeah. the expectation. Yeah. Um, I would be and really I haven't interested done that for an Oscar again. movie, like, ever. <laughs> yeah. Wanting to go see it again. So, um, yeah, I I think I will before, before it pops out of the theaters. Well, there you go. In summary, uh, go see A Star is Born. See Venom, too. Um, but you, sure. you, you may not like Venom as much. You, you'll you'll enjoy Star Is Born probably. Yeah. Um, but um, see those. We're excited to see. Uh, very soon we're gonna see uh, First Man. First Man. Another another Oscar contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ryan Gosling has gotten some buzz. I am most excited for this movie. I love space. Yeah. This is the Neil Armstrong doc. This is, um, or uh, sorry, biopic. Um, so chances are I'm probably going to like this more than Star is Born just because yeah. of the subject matter. But again, that's my own and uh, that's my own bias. We'll see. We'll, re- we'll be reviewing that one um, on next week's show. So make sure you come back for that. It was good to get back to the movies. We haven't been in the movies together in a long <laughs> that's time. That's true. It was good to get back to the theater. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll, we'll be back next week again to review First Man. But that's going to do it for movies this week. Um, and before we wrap up the show, we got to give you one more thing. But I'm down to one more, t- one more thing. So I've gotten to see um, quite a few movies lately. I've just had a more free time. Mm-hmm. And and one of the movies I I, I watched recently um, that most people have seen is How, How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> and um, I got to say, it's, it's a fucking delightful movie. <laughs> it, it's uh, Jay Baruchel is this kid who's like a weak, he's in a... a big manly village full of vikings and he's this weak kid Mm -hmm. who doesn't fit in and he instead of wanting to fight and kill the dragons trains one to you know he becomes his friend and it is it's got some really interesting stuff around masculinity 
in this that I did not expect. Um, that's actually sure. really smart and well done. It's got some really strong female characters, um, and it's just adorable. I mean, the dragon is adorable. Uh, I'm I'm very soon gonna see the sequel. I haven't seen the second one yet, mm. um, but the first one. Uh, just just a really fucking nice it's a tight like 90 minutes for one hour 45 just mm-hmm. a nice little fun movie to check out if you if you're into the animation thing so i'm actually going to um gonna make uh how to train your dragon if you haven't seen it it's it's a retro recommend Uh-oh. Well, we're going we don't need roads i know i'm late to the party on that one but if you haven't seen it Go check it out. Have not. <laughs> What's your one more thing? Um, change mine up a little bit from what I said earlier. Uh-oh. So uh, before we recorded, I watched the season premiere of The Flash. Ah. So I think my <laughs> scarlet <Uh-oh>. scarlet covered <laughs> glasses uh, have come off. Um, show's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I if I honestly if I wasn't if I didn't like the other DC arrow. If I didn't like arrow and if I didn't like legends, like because they all tie in probably wouldn't watch that. No more, but I watch super girl. I haven't super girl hasn't come out yet. It comes out on Sunday, which they moved that show to the sun to Sunday. So you already know it's going to be awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch that separately by itself. Um, it's, it's not good. It's stupid. It's completely, there's so much stupid stuff. There's some things I like, um, some like comic book stuff I like. They finally gave him so like in the comics, his big thing in terms of his suit is uh, he has a suit in her in her ring. They finally did that. It was a cool ass suit, but the rest of it's so, like fucking one character can read minds for no reason. She's not a meta. She just could read. She got pregnant and could read minds. What the? That doesn't make any fucking sense at all whatsoever. Um, the effects are terrible. Um, I I just think that like I have I. The first season was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. And then they just did the same thing for three three more mm-hmm. seasons. Uh, same speedster shit. Last season was a little better with uh, like the, the thinker guy. I enjoyed that a little bit more. But then like they, they come on and they don't like fix any of the dumb shit that they did last season. And the, the, the show does the same thing over and over again. Now, one other thing I did enjoy, they introduced a new villain named Cicada. Uh, which is a character that was in the comics for like two runs uh, or like two, like two fucking like not really runs, I guess, but like a basically like, Arcs? yeah. Well, they for, only come out every 70 years. So yeah. Um, but uh, like he, then he hasn't been, he, he was in like nineties and hasn't been in the sense, but his power, which is cool is he will, um, he has like these sword things. He's like, he's a, he's a eternal preacher that has these sword things that look like lightning bolts that he, is immortal because he can take life essence from people and he chases after all the villains that he, he basically thinks like the flash is God because he's so he's entered, you know, the flash is a bunch of energy Mm -hmm. and he goes after, he goes to kill all of the villains. The flash has fought because they have some of the energy transferred into them from when he fought them. So it's kind of a cool thing. Hmm. You know, it's a little interesting. It's a different villain. It's not a speedster. So, and he actually can fight because the last guy couldn't fight Mm -hmm. the thinker guy. Um, so that's interesting, but like the rest of it is just like so bad. There's so much bad shit around it. Arrow has course corrected and made it and actually into a good show. Legends is awesome because it doesn't take itself seriously whatsoever. Supergirl is absolutely terrible. And I've even <laughs> thought that for a long time. Um, but again, I just am committed and, and have watched them because they all kind of tie in. So 
hopefully some of those end soon. <laughs> I feel like a parent watching their kid realize the world sucks. <laughs> like, I'm glad that you're, you're hit. I just watch so the... much good TV. Yeah. That it's, and I'm getting frustrated. Like, I think part of it, well, too you watch is... better call Saul like last night mm-hmm. and then to watch yeah. the flash day. I get, yeah, maybe yeah, I watch good TV. I'm starting to become pretentious with my, with my stuff. <laughs> um, cause yeah, I watch good, I watch good movies, good TV. Um, I I think part of it too is like I'm so behind on shows and there's more and more coming out that I'm getting frustrated having to watch bad TV. Yeah. That it's it's becoming more and more difficult. Hmm. But uh It's been a while I'll since I'll do it. It's been a while since I'll we sent sent something to the TV graveyard. Maybe the, the, it, it maybe be, before long we If uh, this was its own thing, it would have been in the graveyard a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But it uh no, I can't yet because it's all connected and I have to make sure I know what's going on. <laughs> you look really happy about it too. <laughs> uh, well, that's too bad. I'm, 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 I'm sad to hear it because yeah. um, I, like, I like some of the cast on that and uh, I know a lot of people like the early, yeah. early Flash stuff. So The cast is mostly fine, but and like the some of the newer characters they've actually added are okay, but just like some of the stuff they do, completely dumb. Hmm. Well... Um, if you, uh, if you are still watching flash and you want to quit doing that, uh, you can fill that void with a little how to train your dragon, uh, based on this week's one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. That's going to do it for thing. episode 64, our Octa Octaversary Versary. Uh, happy Octaversary to you, my friend. Oh, you too. Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever it is you may be listening. And also don't forget to hit up our sponsors, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Uh, hit the link in the description for 30 days and a book for free. <laughs> Mathis Designs on Etsy for all of your graphic design needs. Paid! And Etsy.com slash shop slash shop slash cornfed and wed to get some of Mike's wood. Wood! Sweet, sweet wood. Uh, don't forget to hit up the YouTubes. At Jared Buckendall. Lots of reviews, trailer reactions, and of course the SoCo show out there. So get out there and enjoy it oh and don't forget to uh join the conversation at underscore cody michael at seth oad or at soco show pod uh we asked you a lot of questions today so let us know what your thoughts are and don't forget to hit the description box if you missed any part of the show and want to go back to any of the topics we covered today but for now that's going to do it for episode 64 This has been the co-host, Cody Michael. For the so-host, Seth Ott, we will see you next week. Bye.